Presenting Dan and Brave Presents, presented by Brandon and Dave. And now Danny too. Turn me up my headphones. All these charts to explore, but in my heart I need more. What's it all for? All these charts to explore, but in my heart I'm still bored. What's it all for? All these charts to explore. What's it all for? All these charts to explore, but in my heart I'm still pure. What's it all for? What's it all for? What's it all for? What's it all for? Bored Bills. Phil's, well, we'll talk about it. Phil's look right now is amazing. What Phil looks like right now? One of my favorite Phil's. <laughs> this song? <laughs> the look on But Seriously, the album that this comes from. Yeah. <laughs> He's totally embracing that he's bald now. Yeah. <laughs> he's a slick back, yeah. right? But he has one piece that comes straight to the front. <laughs> and as a child, me and my sister called that the Phil Ninsula. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Boom him. Check. Check one. Boom his ass. Boom that ass. Don't touch my mic stand. <laughs> Guys. We are. We are. The bored ass pills. <laughs> <laughs> bored ass. Boring. <laughs> Welcome back to Bored Bills, the flagship fan, fan favorite, favorite featured, featured format. format. <laughs> Focus? Focused format. Focused format. Guys, new decade. New decade. Dave. 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 We've crossed over. <laughs> After spending another day in paradise, we're coming over from the 80s into the 90s, and we're going to do it all over again. We're going to count down the number one hits. From every year in the 90s. The 80s babies are coming of age. We're growing up are 90. We? When do you come of age? 13? I came for the first time when I was probably <laughs> 11. Yeah, I think I was 12 maybe. Yeah. So not probably 90s, probably early 2000s. Right. <laughs> and Actually, I can say right now, it was exactly 2000. It was you, Y2K. You, co- you I, came, I came on I Y2K? Came, yeah, I came. Not uh, like... <laughs> at the moment? <laughs> not at the moment, but yeah, in the year in of Y2K. The year Y2K. In the okay. year of Y2K. Sorry. 9-11. Um, awesome. <laughs> in the morning before I knew. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Is that true? Yeah, it's true. All right, we need to in- introduce ourselves and our guest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, little Bunny? This is... <laughs> <laughs> little Bunny? Little Bunny Davey. Little Bunny? A Little Bunny and a Little Bunny. I'm and our special guest, little Bubba. <laughs> little, little Bubba. <laughs> uh, this is your uh, n- 90s grower brand. 90s who? Grower? I don't know. I was growing. 
Okay. Uh, we need doesn't a, work we need yet. Th- doesn't we, work yet. We don't have eighties babies. We need nineties like kids. Nineties kids. That sucks. 90, I'm a nineties kid. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> As if whiny nineties. So okay, I'm brand. <laughs> I was um, brand. I was born in the nineties. Were you called no, in the nineties when you were a kid? Uh, David before. Uh, Seriously? No. What did they, like? What did your family and friends call you? Most my family calls me Bran. So, go by Bran. I usually do. Okay, thank you. Um, Moving I was on. in 1990. I was definitely Daniel. So, this episode will get released maybe like May, early June ish. So, might be still topical. Stormy Daniel. <laughs> uh, and I am Board Bill Stormy Daniel. So, just to give you some facts, the Daniel was the third most popular baby name in 1990. Wow. Unoriginal, my parents. I think Brandon <laughs> was one of the most popular in 89. Is it? I'm, I was, I'm searching for Brandon. Oh, Brandon, 42, baby. In okay. 90? In 1990. Now, in 1990, my name is Dave. It, uh, 23. Cool. 23. And that was one of the best basketball players of the <laughs> 90s is number 23, Michael Jordan. <laughs> We're uh, here with a special guest. Uh, if you haven't figured out by now who he is by saying that he masturbated <laughs> the before 9-11. Yeah. Heavy context clues. Heavy context clues. That's 2000s. <laughs> so we're not there yet. Right. We'll we don't know 90s. about that yet. Uh, we have our our friend, our uh, old schoolmate, <laughs> university mate, right? That's what they call it now, university. Uh, Joe McAvecki. I'm, I'm feverishly looking for what number... Joseph comes in. Does not make the top 100? That doesn't make any sense. Brody is number 100. It has to be before Brody. Joe, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank I'm you so much I'll for having f- me. I'll find the number for you, buddy. No, uh, 49. Joseph. Wow. Wow. I wow. thought that would be like number 10. It's wow. very high in all-time usage, but fluctuates throughout the years. Yeah. Is imp- Joseph McAvecki was actually born in 1990. So this is, he kind of had a rarer name for the for the year. He's a 90 baby. I am a 1990 baby. That's right. 19, what, uh, what month? What month? End of March. All right, so we'll pay attention to when we go through the number one songs. Yeah. Absolutely, I already know which one it is. Oh, and amazing. And that's <laughs> something to say about it. <laughs> Joe right. is a good friend. We've played music with him in the past. Yep. Dan and I were uh, in... Uh, one of his uh, uh, combinations of, of, of members in, in his band, Macoveskis and uh, was it C- Cutouts maybe? Then? Boy, Boy Judas probably. Boy Judas probably, yeah. yeah. At the time, it was called The Boy Judas. Right. And that was one of my favorite concerts we did. That was, was a good combination was, uh, of people. The high school cafeteria. It was the high school homecoming concert. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. And that. we played I'm on Fire by I'm on Bruce Springsteen. By Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and Danny did the saxophone solo. I played saxophone. That's right. So That's awesome. Right. I had a great time. <laughs> Good thing there's no video because it probably sucked. But the memory, <laughs> the memory <laughs> is awesome. The memory is there, yeah. It was a blast. The memory uh, is really good. And we, you know, I, uh, Joe and I had a little side project called The Raw Youth. That was really fun. And uh, right now, Joe is in a group called Jackson Pines. Yes. And we'll um, feel free to plug some stuff at the end of the show. Joe. We'll yeah. talk about it later. But he's a great musician and he loves a lot of the same music we do. He's a. Music historian, I'd say. Like, uh, are we historians? I don't know. <laughs> definitely. <yeah. laughs> we always popular music. He yeah. definitely is uh, interested in this type yeah, of thing. Yeah, specific conversations I remember about Phil Collins in, in high school and a number of uh, probably Hall & Oates, a number of other 80s well, artists. Yeah. One of my favorite, well, t- my two big, the, th- the last thing I was going to say about Joe, Joe, um, like really 
as a songwriter, open my eyes in a weird way. I came up with this idea for a project that I still have never done uh-huh. where uh, – I actually I don't want to say the full I think concept. we attempted it. We attempted it, yeah. But basically, Joe wrote – like, we, we swapped lyrics and we're going to do a thing. And right. So I had a oh, set yeah. of I had a set of Joe's lyrics that I then wrote a song to without hearing the song that he intentionally had behind it. Right. And it's still one of my favorite like things I've done because I've it was the first time I had written, you know, it's still a one song of the f- based on your favorite lyrics you ever written. <laughs> no, 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 no. And like I, the amount of times <laughs> like and it, it's just and those lyrics are always stuck in my head because you're you're amazing with that. He's um, been thanks, man. I remembered I remember doing that. Yes. And I totally forgot about that. We should complete that. Project. Yeah, we got to complete that project, that project in 2018. 2018, 2018. is going to be the year. And we actually, you know it. what the name of the song was? Was 2006. It was. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we sh- we should complete that this we'll year. We'll complete it. Uh, my it. other favorite thing is one time in Dave's Windstar. We've co- talked about listening yeah. to music come, in that car before. Come up, it's come up a lot. Yeah. That was pivotal for our high school years. Yeah. You were the only other person that I knew that knew Space Hog. And and we talked about the song because <laughs> uh, um, their album was Resident Alien, but they had a song called Cruel to Be Kind that wasn't the Nick Lowe song. Like it was a different different song, and you were the only person that knew that, and that was, made me excited. I only knew about that because of my boy, my boyfriend, showed me that band. No, my sister's <laughs> college boyfriend showed me that band. Not many people know Space Hog. No, and so Space Hog. I like I like that. Uh, uh, is that nineties? That's yep. in the meantime. That is that's ni- yeah. Yeah. Right. Which it's w- very 90s I'm band. sorry. One more sidetrack thing on my Spotify discovery recently, um, this band came out. It's called the Penguin Hotel Orchestra, and that intro of "In the Meantime" that is a sample from this like Penguin Hotel Orchestra. I'll, I'll show you later. It's wow. insane. Uh, anyway, so Crazy. we're gonna be going through the 90s. Right. I just want to say a couple things. I thought something fun the fans can do. Uh, they can have a little nickname for this series, the Board Bills. Okay. Talking shit about the hits has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Because we're, we're not always talking shit. I like that. Sometimes, sometimes we're talking uh, merit. Yeah. Merit. Merits. Talking merits about the hits. But uh, we're talking shit, too. I just want people to know we don't love all these songs. No. I get a lot of bad rap. Like, Dave listens to bad music only because he's listened to these 1990s popular hits. Honestly, I want to say yeah. I'm doing it for scholarly w- intentions. Right. Right. Yeah. I like all. Also, I like all kinds of music. Yeah. It's a musicological thing. It's musicological. It's a music, yeah. You gotta. I want to be aware of well, what's going yeah, on. Of course. And you gotta be able to have an argument for why you don't like something. You can't just say you don't like it. I can Listen. actually back it up. I want to talk about Morrissey and the Smiths, okay? I, <laughs> I want, want to talk, talk about, about the Smiths. Costello. I really want to talk about the Smiths. All right, I'll leave that show. That's, that's, that's <laughs> no, no. But uh, you know, this is not what we this is not what we signed up for. Yeah. Okay. What we signed up for. <laughs> Honestly, the farther we go, the more closer to today, the more songs I probably don't like. Yeah, I, that's yeah. fair. Well. Mm-hmm. We'll see as we keep mentioning as we go into the 90s, it's less number one songs. The yes. volume of so- like right. There's a year coming up that I think has only 10 number one hits. Yeah. Like, like There's just less songs. Number one really? hit for multiple months. Yeah, yeah wow. it's crazy. Yes. Once we get to 1992, But still, we're in the 80s trends of 30, 40 number one hit songs. Yeah. It's right. crazy. Well, we're, so, yeah. High as we, as yeah. we go through this list, we're going to see the same thing that we said in the beginning of the 80s, that there's always that it doesn't take – it doesn't happen right away. You know, there's yeah. always a two – Sometimes shorter, sometimes longer hangover of the s- sound of the previous decade. Oh, and for sure. So yeah. we get we're gonna get glimpses of '90s here. Some yeah, of the songs we, are that's what's cool about it. Here, some of these songs of that. were originally released in the '80s. 
Right. There were like a lot of because 89 of songs right. that you know hit number one in the 90s. Right. Yeah. The 90s arrive. They do in, the, yeah. in yeah. this oh, year. Oh, they definitely you do. Definitely, you, you hear it. Yeah. You yeah. definitely hear it. Couple there's sounds where it's very obvious. Yeah. Very yeah. obvious. We'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. But um, there's also this blaze of the late 80s, like this. Yeah. The stuff we really like. It's like no yeah. one. <laughs> some people are like a little hesitant, hesitant to make a move. To make you know, it, yeah. to, to do something a little risky. Yes. Yeah. To, but we'll yeah. hear it. We're gonna, we're gonna hear it. The so 80s, as you know, we're good to a lot of artists, I think. So it took a while to get out of that sound and that production value. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. you're right. Yeah, letting go for sure. So as so we played at thing. the beginning of the show, we had another day in paradise, which uh, hung over from the previous decade and obviously carried over into the '90s. Do you have Phil's, the information? Phil's last number one, possibly, or was Tarzan number one? I don't know. Ooh, you'll be in my heart. I don't. I don't know. think it did get do you, to number one. Do you know one. if it got hit? Hit? Hit that number one? I don't know if it hit, but that's like the only contender you could yeah. have, yeah. except for maybe True Colors. He did for another movie too. Uh, he did a lot of Disney yeah. work in the zeros. Yeah, he zeros. did a lot of Disney work in yeah. zeros. <laughs> Dave, do you have oh. the weeks? Because I don't have the weeks written down. I can. I can find the weeks. It's, I feel yeah. like it's more of your territory type of thing. I have yes. it open in front of me too. Okay, good. Because yeah, yeah. I did not have. Uh, yeah, I had. I have it. We're good. Right, By the so way, January 1st, Poland becomes the first country in Eastern Europe <laughs> to begin abolishing its state socialist economy. Wow. Starting the year off right. Poland also withdraws from the Warsaw Act. Pact. Act. Pact. Thank God. <laughs> in, uh, in music news, uh, Eric Clapton plays the first of 18 shows in a three-week span at London's Royal Albert Hall. And MTV's Unplugged is broadcast for the first time on cable television with, you know what band? First episode of Unplugged. You're not going to get it. This is a hard one, actually. White Snake. Good guess. White Snake. Not different genre, though. Well, uh, yeah, different. Is it a solo artist? I see. Is it George Michael? It's a band. No. A band. British band. British band. Uh, oh, it, it, Def Leppard. No, it's a Squeeze. Wow! Yeah. yeah, great band. I love great Squeeze. Great band. Yeah. Been getting into them a lot. Unplugged is excellent. You know, they're, they're, you know, the first episode, they really took that unplugged very literally and didn't even mic anything. <laughs> so it was it was it's not really quiet. audible. Yeah, it's a very quiet episode. And the live broadcast was dark because <laughs> they didn't have it plugged in. No, it's candlelit. Yeah, candlelit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so. Coming out of Another Day in Paradise, we get to our first By brand way, new song. By the way, Joe is a big uh, Phil Collins fan. That's yeah. one of your like favorite, uh, or Phil at least most influential, like right? Phil Collins is 100% the reason that I'm a musician. I can say that confidently. Wow. Yeah. It's strange. I had to do like a thing for a blog last week, top uh -huh. 10 albums, so we split it up. I have one more guy in my band. I did five, and... I put No Jacket Required as one of them. <laughs> that's amazing. And it's, it's such a derided album. And I don't want to talk about it too long because that's an 80s album. It's 80s, but... But that's a big album because I had the tape, the live version of that. Uh -huh. It was okay. in Dallas, and it just was... It, I watched it every day as a kid. Maybe maybe things. we'll cover it with Joe on the show for now. I would yeah, like to. Would I would really like to do some fun. Phil Wait, Collins yeah, stuff with, later with on. Yeah. There's one thing that I could say about Another Day in Paradise, though, which I thought was interesting because this is like him trying to break into that category of like world conscious like charity music sort of thing. Right. Uh, the album is called But Seriously, so it has like two songs that are like about like poverty. Yeah. <laughs> he was very late to the game when it comes to that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's He funny. did play drums for the British live, right? Yep. Band-Aid. They know it's Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He did. And I don't want to say the M word too soon because I know that's like the big topic on this uh, podcast, MJ, but um <laughs> 
I thought you said N word. No, 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 no. no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you said that too. It's <laughs> like I mean it, that is important for the '90s for '90s uh, popular music. I think. Right, but <laughs> it is. I mean, come on. I meant the M word <laughs> yeah. because of how much it gets talked about. But yeah, Jackson Family Podcast. <laughs> the thing about this song, the only thing I'll say is that he's trying to do that like world, like you guys classed world slash charity. charity. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. This song is like him. Oh, absolutely. Phil, he goes around the world. He tours. He takes Lear Jets. He writes hits. He sees homeless people everywhere. <laughs> and he's pissed. He's pissed. So he's saying... Poverty's bad. Yes. And then he goes back and he probably bought a lot of cocaine, vodka, and <laughs> you know he spent millions of dollars on Alamo memorabilia. So it's just another day in paradise yeah, for Phil Collins. Really? Super interested in the Alamo for some reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's Specifically making sure that. that nobody forgets. It, it, yes. They have well, to he won't forget. Phil yeah. won't forget oh the Alamo. God. So I just want to say, he finished his vodka on the plane, took a line, <laughs> and then wrote this song. Wow. Uh, yeah, the song was fervently criticized because people were like, "He's too rich." To speak on the state of homelessness, you know. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah, but I that. will say one record of the year at the Grammys. I don't think we said that last time. Let's keep moving. All right. Oh, b- oh. Also, I have some notes from. Uh, <laughs> Should I keep putting it off. He, Anthony Yebra, you know he's he's barked on our podcast a couple times. Yeah. I have a lot of his opinions of this podcast because while I was doing about the songs on this uh, on this uh, list because while I was doing research he was hearing the songs too and he was just chiming in from his bedroom okay different things so he said uh, another day in paradise was 50-50 okay that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> okay he said let's, it was 50-50 let's kick this off let's but it's gonna start hardcore right now this is 1990 yeah this is where it all starts yeah truly yeah this is Michael Bolton with how am I supposed to live without, without you? This is three weeks, so we're starting at uh, January 20th of uh, 1990. The keyboard player's having fun with his or her fingers during that uh, intro, doing a dance of sorts, really, a, a ballet with those fingers. So uh, originally written in 1983, it was supposed to be recorded by Air Supply, Mm. But when Arista President Clive Davis asked for permission permission to change the lyrics, Bolton refused. <laughs> and he was Davis let on. go of the song. What do you think the lyric change was going to be? Of just the name of the song? I guess. I don't know. If, like, why did he need to change lyrics to the song? You mean, what did he want to change the lyrics yeah. to? And why was he so strongly passionate about. Oh, right there. There we are. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, tell hard. me, how am I supposed to live without shoes? It could have been that. <laughs> it could have been more commercial, a little more uh, consumerist. Okay. Oh, you got a lot more. I'm sure you got a lot more, Dave. I got Each, some things I want to say. Yeah, can say a couple things. Okay. Uh, Michael Bolton famously just made fun of, kind of looked at as like this joke, like yeah. ridiculous. What an insane voice, though. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So yes. good. Li- like, really talented. Nobody has a voice like this. I, I like, And he has this Fabio look, which... <laughs> Crimped hair, yeah. crimped long yeah. blonde hair. It's mane. I, you know, it's he's easy to make fun of. I respect him though. I respect do, his voice. Yeah. I, I love it all. I really do. Do they do X-rays of muscles, or, or is it only bones? Because I want to see an X-ray of this guy's larynx. <laughs> it's definitely really sinewy, strong. Like this, his vocal box is strong. Yeah, it's it's like a bodybuilder's. If he's like doing like exercise, he's exercising his throat. I always associate him with Kenny G. Yes, like, uh, I thought they were. Yeah. The, but he's I thought they were stronger. the same person when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah, thought they were, yeah. Like when well, he wasn't playing saxophone, he was singing. Yeah. Well, G G is like mellow though. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's 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 a dull contemporary, but he's got some power behind it. Bolton, I mean. Yeah. Bolton has an edgy voice. He's yeah. edgy, man. The music, not so much. No, but, no, no. Right. But the it doesn't voice. matter. Yeah. No. The other thing matter. I was going to say about the song was, I, I, as I was trying to find, because I knew the thing. Oh, you didn't get to the other part of it. Was that even What's though that? it wasn't recorded by Air Supply, it was recorded by Laura Branigan. Laura Branigan. Right. So um, are all of his hits covers? No, he no, wrote no, the he song. He wrote this song oh, 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 back okay. in 83. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in 89, this song came out on the Soul Provider. So uh, he actually his, his one of his his first successful solo album. He's sure. in, the, in the business for a long, long time. time. Yeah. Originally, he went under his birth name, Michael Balaton. Ah. He dropped that one O in the middle, became a, a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Infamously. Uh, so if you drop one, yeah, superfluous O. o. Dave Cohn. So Cohn. <laughs> Or Klon. Dave Kahn. Dave Klon, I like. <laughs> yeah, Dave Klon. <laughs> Infamously uh, referenced in Office Space, Michael Bolton, the character yep. in Office Space. Yep. Very yeah. funny. And it's he's great. into making fun of himself, which is fun. He definitely yes. is. Especially, especially he's very late, into especially making fun lately. of himself. Especially, yeah, yeah with uh, Scott, Scott Ackerman and yeah. the, that kind of stuff. And yeah, There's even a music video from the 80s. I don't know if it's from this, uh, this album, 89 or whatever. Yeah. Love is a Wonderful Thing. It's a live video, and the video looks very serious, but if you watch it closely... He's kind of making fun of himself. He dances around and makes weird looks at the camera, like nice. And it's he's definitely a cheeky. yeah. It's him though. It wasn't like the management. He definitely he knew he what he knew. was doing. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was in that thing. business long enough to be like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go for the ride. Yeah, yeah. I'm Michael fucking Bolton. I'm Michael yeah. fucking Bolton. Um, Yeber said zero. I bet Brandon loves this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I also added the Laura Brannigan version. We just want to hear a little bit of it. Yeah, we can yeah. Put that now. Uh, before I say that, first of okay, all, good. I don't love this as much as Dan does. So <laughs> fuck you, Yebra. Um, the I other love thing it. I was gonna say was uh, I love it. Uh, I enjoy it a lot, but I, I don't like lo- like love 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 it. Uh, there was a new version in 2011 or something that came out really with uh, this Asian singer Coco Lee, who's very popular, and I can't. I listened so hard. I think it's the same track, and at first I thought it was his vocals, and she just recorded her part. But it is new vocals because some of them, like his riffing, is a little different, and but he sounds almost exactly the same, and it was it's kind of crazy. But they didn't update the production at all. Right. No way. No. No sounds well, updated like twenty something years later. If we hear hmm. this version, this is so similar, yes. uh, uh, arrangement wise, to the the Bolton version. Yeah. But she's got a more of a country voice. Yeah. I like I like this version, but it's it doesn't have that power. It doesn't have the power. But it's the same arrangement. Same yeah. exact range arrangement. Um, same vibe. Her voice doesn't draw you in no. nearly as much, but Un- she's, unfortunately. She, Laura Brannigan's famous for Gloria, the song Gloria. Yeah. Gloria. Oh, oh. yes, yes, Which, yes. And that suits her her vocal style a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is it. This is like hit number. I don't have it written down. Who cares? I kind of figured I would. It's like a top this. twenty hit. Though. I kind of figured I would like this a lot more than the, more well more than you guys do. Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> this was a top twenty hit, though. This this version was a top twenty hit. Oh, this well, yeah, yeah. this version. So yeah. it was no. Uh, I think we can move moving on. on. Yeah, yeah, right. go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're back with Paula Abdul with Opposites Attract. Yes. This is three weeks at number one. We're in uh, February now, February tenth. I have to say it again because I know we talked about this in '89. I and I just can't believe how many hits she had. I'm, it's yeah. insane. That's gonna, I never would have guessed. That's that. going to go into my. Stuff at the end of the show, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure, yeah. So the male counterpart counterpart vocals are by a duo, 
Bruce DeShazer and Marv Gunn, a.k.a. the Wild Pair. Two guys who sound so similar, they are convincingly portrayed as one person in the song and then again in the video as MC Scat Cat. And no one can notice that's a thing. They sound like one person. Try to distinguish the two vocals. Do you understand, Danny? <laughs> no. So two people are doing the, the, the male part. Oh, oh, okay. There's two different people, like vocalists in real life, doing one part. Indistinguishable. Yeah, indistinguishable. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's weird. Uh, they were previously in that band Maserati. Remember, oh. that, remember that band, like a Prince, like uh, yeah, uh, protege band, and they did the vo- the backing vocals for for, for Kiss. Kiss. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. All the, yeah, that was a huge thing we learned on the show. What were you gonna say, Joe? I was gonna say that this the video yes. is really yeah, interesting. That's very yes. very famous because yeah. it pushes the boundaries of like cartoon. you know the ability of a woman in a cartoon to yes. be able to be together. Yeah, it was a little bit after Roger Rabbit, <laughs> but still, uh, but it was still. A but still, it's still pretty impressive. You, you know why? She did choreography for the cartoon. Yeah. She wrote moves, studied cats even, I think, to make sure that she can have moves that a cartoon and a cat could do Yeah. in the video. So some of the research I did was about the animator who did the animation really? for the cat, and it, it's this guy named Chris Bailey who has done work for Disney. It was like he was a, a in the Disney wing, and he's worked on numerous... Uh, Disney animation films, and uh, so that was who they got to do that. And it's fu- yeah, it's funny because it's it's. Um, I feel like it. This is the that was my only. I remember the video more than the song. Me too. I couldn't remember yeah. the yeah. hook of this really as much as I can just remember the look yeah. of the video. I just remember the video being made fun of in like all the VH1 shows and yeah. stuff. Like, cause it's so ridiculous. Yeah. One of those um. situations. It's like the power. MTV still had that power to make a hit. If the video was oh, something to talk about. Popping, yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, just want to make a note. Rock and Roll's not dead. The last two songs have a sar- snarling guitar solo. Yes. S- guitar solo is still a thing. Yeah. yeah. Even in non-rock songs. Right. And like the really like demonic tones too. Like, like Ozzy would be proud. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like Ozzy would be proud. Uh, so I was going to say that rock and roll is not qu- it's quite alive and grunge was not necessary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also an assured influence on that mate, like that pop star in the Goofy movie. Oh, I Max. S- I see him like dancing around and singing into this. What's his name? Max. Max. No, no, Max no, 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 no. this I'd prefer it if you didn't go into any more detail specifically of what I'm doing later on. Don't go into, into oh, any more detail. Oh, you have another? Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. there's a pop star in his Goofy is, movie. It's, it's Powerline. Powerline. Oh, I yes. get total Powerline vibes from this song. Voiced by Tevin Campbell. I know a lot about it. Oh, is Tevin Campbell, does yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Just um, don't say anymore. Anyway, Anthony <laughs> Ebers said it was decent. <laughs> um, it <laughs> he said this one was decent. Ebers check-ins. Um, <laughs> so going on now in February, Billy Idol is involved in a serious motorcycle accident, resulting wow. in several broken bones. Listen to this, though. <laughs> Idol had been scheduled to have a major role in Oliver Stone's film The Doors, but due to his injuries, the role was reduced to almost a bit part. The role of the T-1000 in Terminator 2, also originally intended for Billy Idol. Damn, he could have had a big movie career. Was recast entirely as a result of the accident. Um, Bob Marley's birthday becomes a national holiday for the first time in Jamaica. What, uh, what day is this? What's the date? This is February 6th. 
Um, also February 14th, 50,000 fans watch the Rolling so Stones. 420 for that last one. I know. Watch the Rolling Stones play the first of 10 concerts in Tokyo's, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, Korakuen Dome. Um, Ike Turner sentenced to four years in prison for possession of cocaine. February 7th, the Communist Party of Soviet Union votes to end its monopoly of power, clearing the way for multi-party elections. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, also the Birds, um, the band with David Crosby, they reunite for the first time in 25 years to perform a Los Angeles tribute to Roy, Roy Orbison. All right, let's move on. Nelson Mandela <laughs> is released from Victor Vester Prison near Cape Town, Af- South Africa, after 27 years oh, behind huge. bars after he already died. So like a lot is happening in the world while yeah. these are the number one hits it's, in America. Yes. That's right. Like the this Soviet Union's like dissolving yeah. and opposites attract is on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's <That's> amazing. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the next one. Let's do this now. Oh, yes. 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 We have Miss Jenna Escap- Jackson escapade. with Escapade. Uh, three weeks at number one. We're in March now. Written and produced by Janet, Jimmy, and Terry from the album Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation, 1814. Although it was released in 1989, not 1814. So, there are a couple things I just wanted to say about this. I don't want to go too heavy into this song because we're going to be covering it on an album's episode. So I wanted to talk about a couple of other things about it. One, the video... You know, they're in this carnival environment. Mm-hmm. Starts to look more like the 90s. It reminds me of the Joan Osborne video for What If God Was One of Us. Like uh, that, oh, like, wow. That okay. kind of video, wow. like very similar vibes. Effects? I mean, they're doing like some effects? Yeah, just like the color palettes and okay. stuff that look like that. Um, she, re- she did this. Did she have she, a nose ring or something? I think maybe she did it this time. Because Joan Osborne had one, yeah. yeah. Uh, she did a video. She performed this for a, a video to promote Air Japan in Japan. <laughs> like it was the official song for that. Yeah. And then uh, Aubrey O'Day from Danity Kane uh, put this song on a playlist once. Whoa. Um, <laughs> okay. Now in the news because of Don Trump Jr. Yeah. Uh, yes. I feel like people now just use the term sexcapade. And I've forgotten where the word is rooted in. This song. And I'm not saying that <laughs> when she goes on this escapade in the song, she's not going to have killer sex. Because <laughs> uh, it's past Janet's let's wait a while period. But yeah, know your roots. I'm saying <laughs> escapade was a word before sexcapade. But it wasn't a word before the song. She made it up. She made it up, though. Yeah, she coined it. It's about flying to Japan. It is. It's about Air Japan, yeah. <laughs> and getting a playlist on. And escapade is specifically flying to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this time, MCA purchases Geffen Records for over $550 million. Um, David Geffen continues to run the record company through an, through an employment contract. Flea and Chad Smith of Red Hot Chili Peppers are arrested and charged <laughs> for no. an incident. No. <laughs> for an incident... Two days earlier, this is March 16th, at a performance in Daytona Beach during MTV's spring break coverage in which they allegedly sexually assaulted oh, and, no. and verbally abused a female audience member after oh, no. af- after jumping from the stage, they're released on $2,000 bail. Put them on the list. They're on the fucking list. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Damn, Thank- we're exposing other people on the list right wow. now. Thank God that things are the way they are now. I can't believe they got away with that. They got away with it. I yeah. just kept playing funk music up and down. Yeah, like we could the have world been spared so wow. much. Yeah, <laughs> scar tissue, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say that I thought they got caught not playing their instruments at the Super Bowl. 
<laughs> that was like 2015 or something, right? You know what I thought it was? That they were naked on stage. <laughs> yeah. Because that, you know, used who to be illegal. Thought, who would have yeah, thought illegal. guys with co- uh, socks on their cocks would have been accused of sexual abuse allegations? Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, hey, listen, maybe the, the sock just fell off and uh, they couldn't help it. That's not good. Like the robe open, yeah. the Weinstein? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It just opened. <laughs> yeah, when Weinstein does it, it's bad. When Rodney Dangerfield does it, it's, it's, it's like, comedy. It's comedy. It's comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's move on. Also, March 20th, this is going to come back later when she's on the chart, I think, for this year. I could be wrong. Uh Gloria Stefan's tour bus is involved in an accident. Oh, this happens in 1990. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Is she on this? Or no, next year. She's next 91. Year. Okay. Yep. The first time, never mind. Her tour bus is involved in an accident. She suffers several broken bones in her back. This was a pivotal moment in the uh, musical, uh, Get On Your Feet. Yeah, yeah. This is a big moment. Seen. Yeah. yeah. That this is becoming <laughs> one of the, another like frequent recurring segment is Danny's <laughs> musical <laughs> updates from the Gloria Stefan <laughs> musical. <laughs> He's starting to remember it bit by bit. <laughs> let's go it's to the, let's, let's move on. I'll come back to you. Yeah. It's a Celine Dion song. Uh, Black Velvet. Ooh. Alana Miles. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is uh, Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, two weeks at number one. Okay. This falls on when I was born. It's the oh. song. Oh, nice, Joe. And, you know, a lot of people think that I play, like, you know, bluesy country music because yeah. I like I like Johnny Cash. That's actually because I, this is when I was born. Black Velvet <laughs> is the root of my musical inspiration. It's infused into your DNA. Oh, you listen closely. Amazing. You hear the stripper beat. This is stripper blues. Oh, stripper the blues. Bum, bum, yeah. Bum, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Stripper, going for it. stripper beat is, like, blues with an 80s production style, right? It's, like, a, a modern production stylings, yeah. but all blues yeah. all night long. What do you guys think of this song? Unmarried Aunt Rock. <laughs> Unmarried Aunt Rock. Unmarried aunt married Aunt Rock. A little more edgy <laughs> than rock. your mom. Possibly right. smokes cigs, definitely chews gum, <laughs> and has ridden on in the back of a, a motorcycle with a with a helmet on. <laughs> My favorite character from Aunt Rock was Turtle. What? Okay. Uh, yeah. This is, I don't know. I don't get it. But it sounds like entourage. This is entourage. like the divorced mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's about Elvis, though. The lyrics are about Elvis. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's I, a, it's I saw. A, for some reason, I thought it was like a tribute to Elvis. I didn't it's it was a, about. It, it was a tribute to Elvis. Okay. Yes. The whole it, thing was the lyrics are about Elvis. Sorry, Joe. Is it because of the Velvet Elvis fad, like in the seventies? Oh. Oh. I don't know. It was a big thing. Weird Al Yankovic even has a song about it. The Velvet Elvis is like a, it's a painting on velvet, and paintings of Elvis were like huge with Elvis really? like oh, super fans. Interesting. So maybe that's why it's Black Velvet. I don't know. That makes sense. She's Canadian, and you can tell. Um, do you know the Do you know the band? The uh, um, uh, sorry, uh, fuck. Keep going, keep going. She, no, she, Cowboy Junkies. The Cowboy Junkies. Okay. You know the, the whole thing? Yeah. They're very like indie. They're really cool. Like coffee shop. They would record like. Uh, a whole band on one microphone. Uh, this is like the mainstream version of the Cowboy Junkies. There's, uh, they're also Canadian, but they're also rooted right, in the right, blues right. and rootsy. Yeah, I can see that a lot. Uh, anyway, that's for our indie fans. See, I don't <laughs> listen just to popular music. I know some indies. She kind of looks a little bit. She got a little bit of a Madonna look going on Does in the she? video, like curly hair uh, going on. Um, I didn't look at her. She. This song also. So, I think it was. I love that. Oh, the record label Fretless. Fretless the record label had another artist, a country artist, record this song at the, same, at the time. same time. So that 
the song was on the country and the pop charts, but by mm. two different people performing right. it. Oh, it charted too. Wow. Charted well, I don't know if the, the country. I, think I don't did. think the country, country chart. I don't. I don't know actually. I, but I it was no out idea. at the same. It time. It was out at the same time. That's but really it, why, weird. Why couldn't she be on both verses? It's kind of weird. Um. Okay. So I love the ability for her to go full vocal when she wants to, and silky when she wants to be extra coquettish. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, coquettish. I always, I always think she's saying Blackbird. Uh, I hear Blackbird black in my bird. Blackbird. <laughs> I hear Blackbird <laughs> really? in my yeah. Every time I hear Blackbird in my head, I don't know. My old college roommates, uh, uh, Erica S- and Zarni, used to sing this together. Uh, I, I just need us to hear the last part because I love her riffing of this one very classic phrase. Siamese cats. <laughs> she blows their uh, use of "if you please" out of the water. <laughs> right here, oh she's um, riffing with it. Ooh. Right here, that's coquettish. Again. That's uh, that's the Aristocats. Lady in the Tramp. No, Lady in the Tramp. Lady in the Tramp. Is yeah. it? I, I think right it here. is. I think it's Lady in the Tramp. If you like, I like that she's. <laughs> Riffing with that phrase, <laughs> I love it. Not black velvet, if you please, if you for please. the rest of the, the rest song. Of the song yeah. yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. if you please. <laughs> um, at this, t- at this time, at the end of March, uh, Motley Crue's Tommy Lee is arrested for allegedly exposing his buttocks oh during God. a performance in Augusta, Georgia. Again with these guys. This nudity problem. <laughs> um, What's wrong with them? It's a real nudity problem. Listen, the eighties. Listen, they're panicking because the eighties are over and they're and they're relevant. They're losing relevance quick. <laughs> you might be right. They're um, getting into their mid thirties. What is this? What is, what what's, that, what's the? And then March twenty eighth, the Go Go's reunite to play a benefit concert for the California Environmental Protection Act. They play several more reunion shows later in the year. In uh, March 28th, U.S. President George H.W. Bush posts humorously, humorously <laughs> awards Jesse Owens the Congressional Congressional Gold Medal. He's he is gonna do it. Good. I am gonna do it. <laughs> Not gonna do it. No, right. I am. He's gonna do it. Okay. Thank you. I I get it. He did. Thanks, it. thanks George. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Move on. All right, Taylor, Taylor Ham. Dane. <laughs> Taylor Ham. Oh God. I can't. <laughs> Oh, I almost said the name of the album. Can't find fate. Uh, it love will lead you back. It is. W- this is fate. one week at number one, April seventh. So For this song was written again by Diane Warren. Yeah. I, I think after we do all the board bills, we need to look at how many songs are written by her because she may actually secretly have the most songs on the number one list because she's yeah. written so many she of them. Really. Uh, it was originally intended for Whitney Houston, and Clive D- Davis would not let her have it. Really? Why? She said, "Let Taylor have one. Give it to Taylor." Uh, this song, th- okay, this is one of my favorite facts I've ever learned about a song. This song gave birth to the American Idol curse, okay? There okay. were three contestants, three ladies that sang this song that all got eliminated the next, like, the next night. Really? Oh. Three different That's seasons. Funny. Three different singers. Which women? Uh, I didn't write their names down. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of them I remember because it was are. the they, second season. They're not idols. So, yeah, so great, great hook. Great hook. I guys, I guys, I want you to listen to the song again on your own time. Pay attention to the rocking symbol work in the opening. <laughs> rocking symbol work. <laughs> I knew this melody like innately. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like another song from like, like the classic soul period. It's yes. like really solid well, melody. Because of Diane Warren, like but you Diane know, she's... Warren, she does her research. She has one of the most aggro 
voices in the biz. Yeah. I, I picture um, uh, Domina- Do- Dominatrix Thundercat when I hear her vocals. <laughs> She's that, a combination of those two things. There's just so much there's feline energy, <laughs> and there's so much bite and whipping. I just see it. <laughs> I can feel it. I watched all the videos for all these songs again, mm-hmm. and this one it was pretty. You know, they're just per- it's the band performing in a in a thing, but it was good. What did, did you have a big associated with Taylor Dane? Like, or is I actually it, I know the chorus of this song, and yeah. I never knew the artist. Yeah, yeah, heard it same, on the radio. exactly, same. Yeah, it's, like you said, very strong writing. The chorus is so well written. Yes, the voice hits it, and it sounds like a 1980s hit. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. <clears throat> But it's one of the better ones, I would say. That sounds uh, fully 80s. Like, 80, this could yeah. be even 88, 89. Yeah, yeah. But, definitely. But this is a strong one. A lot Stronger. of them are weak. Yeah. A lot of them are watered down. This one's I, not. I agree with that. This I became more aware of Taylor Dane, be- honestly, because of Tig Notaro, because she has the whole mm-hmm. comedy bit about Taylor Dane, of seeing her in public so many times. <laughs> and that's what really <laughs> let me figure, like, no more about yeah. her music was listening to that. V- very attractive, Taylor Dane, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, so her, her popular song is... Listen to my heart. Tell or, it to I my think, heart. Tell it to my heart. That that kind of definitely um, is like what's more identified with her yeah. than this song. Uh, another guitar solo. Yeah. Four <laughs> so, yeah. out of six songs on this list so far. Guitar solo. And we're still heavy. It sounds still heavy. Eighties. All yeah. of it. So I, I feel like a lot of these pop artists, their ballads are the ones that become the number one hits. Right, but those ballads are not overall reflective of their sound. Like her sound was more kind of electro dance, with like very energetic yeah. uh, vocals. Yeah. But this is the song that hit number one. She right. had no other number one no, hit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, A and R at that time, you know, people picking the songs for the artists yeah. definitely were cashing in on. Well, you need to have a ballad. You need to have a ballad. Yeah. That's how you get your number one at least. Right. You know? Yeah, that's true. A lot of these artists, yeah. like, they only have one number one hit, and it's just the ballad. Yeah. Um, like a middle-of-the-road type of that ballad. But Warren has stated that she began writing this song while in a hotel, while in Russia. Oh, uh, yeah. Very 1990. <laughs> yeah. Very 1990. <laughs> the, the wall's coming down. It's good. Um, no, I was just going to say, during this time, Gloria Stefan returns to Miami. <laughs> Uh, after undergoing back surgery following the March 20th accident, it's April 4th. April 6th, to- um, Tommy Lee, again, suffers a mild concussion after falling off of scaffolding above his elevated drum kit during a performance in New Haven, Connecticut. More Damn. Tommy Lee news. First, he flashed his butts. Better Tommy Lee news than Tommy did Lee he, nudes. Did he break his butt, too? Uh, I, probably. <laughs> um, April 7th is Farm Aid 4 in Indiana. Featuring Neil Young, Elton John, Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp, Guns N' Roses, and Jackson Brown. Elton John dedicates Candle in the Wind to AIDS patient Ryan White during his performance. White dies the following day. Damn, so you think at he, the point when he gets to Diane, he whores that song out quite a, a bit. It's yeah. like, come on, he was dedicating to so many yeah. people. Yeah. I think we've special. finished every song. We have a lot to say. We have a guest, and we have a lot to say. Uh, Taylor Dane's real name is Leslie Underman. Let's keep going. All right, here we have Tommy Page. Tommy. I'll be your everything. Let's, Tommy. Uh, let's skip this one. Written by Jordan Knight, <laughs> Danny Wood, 
of New Kids on the Block. Really? Produced by Donnie, yeah. Produced by Donnie Wahlberg. Y- you hear the New Kids yeah. totally yeah. in this song. Uh, it's one week on the at number one, April 14th. So he became a, an executive in the music industry. He was an executive at uh, Warner Brothers and Pandora, and he died... Um, last year. Was it last year? Yeah, yeah. 2017. Yeah, 17. Apparent suicide. Yeah, but he was a big uh, executive in the industry. I'd never heard of Tommy Page. Me neither? Nope. Me neither. Um, I didn't know this song at all. I'd never heard it before. Yeah. And I, sw- I don't really like it, but <laughs> there's a Same. reason. And it's I can't figure out why. I think it's just... It's not his voice, but it's the way he uses his voice in this track. Because yeah. I try to listen to other things yeah. he's done, but it's a number one hit. So it's like there's something about it. I yeah. just think it's straight up poorly made. It just no, sounds it shitty. Sound right. Yeah. Um, for a couple things. Stop dating guys like this. Date guys like me. I know he's saying he'll be your everything, but he's lying to you. He's wanted to get, He wants to get in your pants. I know he has a perfect hair part, and I'm bald. But please, I'm a good guy. Date guys like me, not like this. This He's just saying it to get in your pants. I'm telling you. That's one thing. The other thing is... Uh... uh who lets these punk ass kids, the new kids on the block, in the studio? Like I didn't know they were behind the scenes making records. That's crazy to me. You can hear an experience. Like they in were like, we're yes. huge. We have a huge record. Yeah. And m- multiple behind them. It's just kind of like you know, there's new kids in the studio and they're just kind of running things. It's but just. It what sucks. Are, why are these young <laughs> men been doing a lot of cocaine? Yeah. You know, I don't know. They just. Know. This is great. This is great. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but why are these young men making like schmaltzy ballads, ballads like this? Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Maybe they. Maybe they owed he. Like they owed him a favor. Like maybe they were from the same town. I don't know. I don't know. Well, his dad was probably an executive. That's probably why he became one. So yeah. Like, true, you yeah. gotta get Tommy in there. On, can you get there on Wednesday? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll do it. 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 Tommy, Boston, Tommy fucking Page. <laughs> that's, what, that's him as an older executive. <laughs> yeah, I'm Tommy You don't Page. talk that way to Tommy fucking Page. <laughs> do you know do who you, I am? Do you know who I am? I'm Tommy Page. Put my thing? fucking son behind a uh, microphone. <laughs> Get those no case on the block behind it. I don't care if they're in China. Bring them back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to say about the song before it passes the moment. So, um... Yes. Okay, wait, I got to rewind it for a second, just this last second. So you said before you thought she was saying Blackbird. Yeah, yeah. And I told you this in the car when oh, we listened yes. to it. I, every time it's about to happen, my br- I don't know why I think it's going to happen, that mm-hmm. he's going to say, so he goes, My love, my wife, my dad. Like, I, 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 like, I don't know why. Like, my dad. He, goes, he goes, go, dad. He goes, yeah. I, I love my life. My and then so I, I but I feel like he's gonna say I love my wife my dad like that's funny <laughs> always, so that, nice that made the song more enjoyable for me because every time it happened I expected uh, that to happen it's not a list he's describing my wife my dad, my dad. yeah okay. <laughs> it's the same person exactly that's what I wow mean. oh wow yeah in the fa- keep it in the family yeah. Tommy keep it in the keep family in the it's family the most important page. thing you gotta keep it in the family Paige also appeared <laughs> on an episode of Full House titled Crushed. That makes so much sense. Uh, yeah. First aired January 14th, 1992. In the episode, he sings a special song to Stephanie Tanner, the middle child, for her 10th birthday, but spends the following day with her sister DJ, much to Stephanie's dismay. Wow. Jealous. Yeah. Wine? It's a great plot. Yeah. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Stephanie's the same kind of thing. She's Jan, right? Stephanie is Jan, but the better Jan. Yeah, what does she say? Sure. How rude. 
That was her attack. Yeah. How rude. And oh, was that her? Yeah. Or, uh, it wasn't no, the that was her. girls? No, okay. no, no. And, no. and with Full House, you know, classic 80s, 90s crossover show. Yes. I was there the whole time, just like Phil Collins kind of yeah. at the, yeah. at the yeah. cusp. Right at the cusp. A cusp. So, so they're a cusp show for yeah. sure. Cusp show. Uh, Yeber said it was beat. <laughs> um, I'll second that. It's beat. It's it, really no, beat. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, this is when April 13th. This is when Madonna starts her controversial blonde ambition tour in Tokyo. Oh, wish I was there. We're going to get there. Talk <laughs> yeah. about her ambition. Yeah. Blonde. Let's move on. Taking too long on each song. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> We've been going for We're having fun. We're, so having fun. We're having fun. Can you see how long <laughs> no. we go? Just hit the bar thing and change it to minutes. I'm just curious. 49 minutes. All right, so we have Sinead, Sinead O'Connor with Nothing Compares to You. Okay. Prince Rogers Nelson. Prince Rogers Nelson wrote the song. Uh, Wikipedia is most proud of her, number one, because she's the top photo. Because she's tied for, I think, the longest it's weeks. four weeks at number one. But she's not the only one who did four weeks. Which is the longest one so far. Right. right. But they went for Sinead O'Connor because they're most proud of her. Wikipedia is. <laughs> Uh, okay, she's like Two Face, split personality with the vocals, emotionally dynamic performance, from a hush to a steely growl, and she even kinds kind of yodels in it uh, vocally. The yodel kid should do this at the next Coachella <laughs> when he uh, headlines next year. Yeah, <laughs> the yodel kid. Uh, love his song. Personally, love this yes. song. Oh, yeah. I don't know where you guys sit. Yes. Yeah, I love this song. I, uh, I mean, you always, it's impossible not to think of the video. You know, uh, oh. just her face front and center. And so the video was directed by John Maybury. He's only done three films. Um, the Jacket, which was a movie with Adrian Brody and Keira Knightley. <laughs> it's like a psychological thriller. And then this movie called uh, Love is Love is the Devil's Study for a Portrait of Francis Bacon, um, <sighs> which I heard about uh, that it was good. Just to go back to the Two-Face thing, it's in one, sometimes in one, f- like, line. She goes from a two different distinct vocal personalities. Yeah. I haven't really heard anything like that yeah. in one line. It's, er- it's erratic. You know, it's her erratic. emotions are sparking. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, she, she claimed to have gotten in a fight with Prince. Yeah, I saw that. A li- like, a literal fist like punch-up. Where's she from again? She's Irish. 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 That's right. She's from Irish. <laughs> he said, I made it without him. Talking about Prince. I had never met him. He summoned me to his house and is foolish to do this to an Irish woman. He said, he didn't like me saying bad words in interviews. So I told him to fuck off. O'Connor said, he got quite violent. I had to escape out of his house at five in the morning. He packed a bigger punch than mine. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Hmm. Uh, but <laughs> listen, I want to say this too. She ripped up the fo- photo of the wrong Pope. She should have waited for <laughs> Jeffrey Ratzenberger. What was the guy's yeah. name? He became Pope Benedict, the yeah. whatever, but he was Joseph Ratzinger. She should have ripped off that photo. Would have never had a decline in uh, uh, the, the uh, public person uh, impression <laughs> of her. Yeah. Yes. She would have continued to be a huge star because she's super talented. Yeah. Super talented. But that affected her. She did that on SNL. Was it John Paul too? It was John Paul too? Yeah. Probably, d- I would imagine, during this song. And actually, that's one I of don't the know things I it noted. It was not during this song. No. She did it during a acapella, like, protest Irish-type song. Right. Uh-huh. And yes. they wanted her, I think. Actually, I can't guarantee, but she might have played that 
and they wanted her to play this. I can't yes. guarantee that. Oh. Yeah. But it might have been one of those Jim Morrison things, like don't sing that line or like do your hit and you do whatever you want. Right. And that was her protest. She ripped up the photograph. and. What, El- um, Elvis Costello also did that on SNL. He yes. played a different song. They asked yes. him to play one song, and he changed like midway. He's like, "I sorry, I can't do yeah, this." Yeah, and they were gonna do radio, yeah. radio. And Nirvana, instead of playing "Smells Like Teen Spirit," did "Rape Me." Really? Uh, I did not uh, know that. That's another good. '90s moment. <laughs> what an interesting song to hit number one. It's but, good it's because be- it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like it, it does not have a pop music sound. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's interesting. It's different. It's uh, like you can't groove to no. it. You can't like. Uh, you could just enjoy it because it's like good, but I don't know. Right it's here. not that trying to be a pop song, right. but it yeah. is. It's yeah. a number one pop song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not '90s or '80s. It's its own thing. Its own thing. I yeah, think this is unique. Yeah, this is unique. Very, yes, um, very true. So it's originally a uh, 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 Prince wrote this, and he gave it to a another protege group of his called the Family. It was a duet, and she keeps both genders in the song. She says "mama" and like "boy." Like she she, she keeps it very like fluid. It's kind of interesting because she like just kept the lyrics the same as if two people were singing it to each other. Just singing it to one person. This is the original Prince demo, or is this the live version? I think this is live now. I, is this the video from that video that just surfaced? Not surfaced, no. but got it was trending recently. No, of so, them performing it in a rehearsal. No, no, no. So this is like what he released after uh, Sinead, o- Sinead O'Connor had. Sure, Sinead O'Connor made us a hit. Right. Three years, three years later, for a compilation of his greatest hits, he put out this live version. Gotcha. It's like this is the Prince version. The Prince version. I don't yeah. think he liked the Sinead O'Connor, right. O'Connor version. And then a couple weeks ago, they released the original demo of Prince doing the song. Yeah, it was in a rehearsal space. Right. Where they like he and he had it like a, a fur coat on and was. It's, it's there, wait, or, yeah. or no, I'm thinking of two different things, maybe. Uh, I don't know if. Oh no! I think I it was know. that, but it was and it was very good. It yeah, was amazing. It was like during Purple Rain period. Yes. We wrote the song. Yeah, damn. Put on, put on the a little bit of the next one. I mean, who cares? This is the original demo. Gotcha. Wow, that sounds like the beginning of uh, "I'm the Walrus." Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting melaton, probably Mellotron or something. Um, in this era, this is end of mm. April, beginning of May. Uh, this is sweet. Uh, no, uh, Janet Jackson's honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Janet Jackson? Yep. She hit early. Yeah. That's fast. Um, wow. Jimi Hendrix's Fender Stratocaster, on which he performed his famous version of the Star Spangled Banner at Woodstock, is auctioned off in London for $295,000. Who who, uh, who got it? I don't know. Uh, Axl Rose marries model... Erin Everly, daughter of singer Don Everly, oh. in a Las Vegas oh. ceremony. Divorce papers are filed on May 24th, so a month a month later. <laughs> uh, then withdrawn, then filed again in October. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and then beginning in May. Um, uh, who cares? All right, let's uh, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, this is crucial. Madonna. Critical. This Vogue. is critical Listen, to the 90s. We were sound. a Jackson family podcast. We've shifted a lot towards being a, just a full-on Madonna cast, which we should it's be. It's Madonna cast. Madonna month. It's written. Another video directed by David Fincher. Right. So this is Vogue. Three weeks at uh, number one. This is uh, May. So summer's coming. Vogue is the number one song. What a fucking great time of the year. Strike the pose. <laughs> I love how the intro takes its damn time. Yep. Yeah. Strike the pose. 
So uh, th- this is essentially the dawn of, of house music. Yeah, this house. is the yeah. beginning okay. of house. Yeah. Her bringing it from the underground into yeah. the mainstream, yeah. which is yes. what she's yeah. credited for. It's uh, a yeah. huge Amazing. thing. Amazing. Really cool. And then uh, 90s house is, I love a lot. Yeah. I love the 90s house music stuff. It's so fun. And it's markedly different from the rest of the year. Like she's way be in front of everybody else. Yeah, yeah. she's ahead of the sound. Curve. Yeah, because she's yeah she's seeing what's going on. She's and a new gay sound. That's right. This is from Vogue dancing. It's from uh, gay clubs, right? Yes. Is this yes. is this Davis's favorite song? Davis loves the song. Okay. But uh, Madonna's best friend Davy Mazar first noticed the Vogue craze while she was out clubbing. She was fascinated by the way these men would strike a pose. Second pose <laughs> while holding their bodies in strange positions. So cool. So cool. This song was one, I, this is a, another recurrent thing on the show, played in my backyard as a child <laughs> constantly. Would you vote? This song was, I don't think so, but it was just, my, <laughs> my, both my parents loved this. I don't think they had the album, I feel like they had the CD single for this. I think this, they had the CD this single. This was originally yeah. from the uh, Dick Tracy okay. soundtrack. That came oh, out in 1990. Yeah, I'm sorry. It wasn't on. Was it on the the uh, the album that came out? Uh, she put out a, an album of I think like I don't know if they're actually standards or songs. Ju- that Justify my love. What what? That's the Immaculate Collection that comes out next year. She didn't do an album though. No, no, I'm breathless. The Dick Tracy soundtrack is the album. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's they definitely didn't. They definitely didn't have that. My parents had must have had the CD single. Yeah, it probably was played, Immaculate Collection or the cassette or something. Yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm Breathless is like, had like a more of jazzy, like uh, standards feel, and I'm not sure if it's actual standards or just songs that she she arranged like standards. This was the the I think standout though. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's I totally love new. I love the vibe, totally the new. video. I love everything about this. It's just another phenomenal Madonna song, yeah. number one song, yep. really good. When the chorus hit, it just pumps you up. Yeah, it's just like here it comes and there we are. Urgency, <laughs> urgency. How do you not want to walk down a runway? <laughs> yeah. How do you want to not want these piano else? hits? We're gonna hear again in another song. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you, is it this year uh, or is no, it next year? It's next year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna hear that again. But yeah. Spoiler. She's the best. All right, we have uh, Wilson Phillips with "Hold On." Hold on. Hold uh, on. This song was written with Glenn Ballard, who is also the co-writer on "Man in the Mirror" yeah. that we talked about. Um, I love this Heim song. So this is <laughs> this is China Phillips, um, the daughter of Brian. Oh no, sorry, it's um, no, John no, and no, Michelle no. Phillips from the Mamas, Mamas and the Papas. No, 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 no. Phillips screwdrivers. <laughs> and the Wilson, heiress to the Phillips. The heiress, yes. And Wilson volleyballs. Volleyballs, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Carney Wilson and her sister. So there are two Wilsons, one Philip. It yeah. should be, it should be Wilson's Wilson Philip because just like Wilson's. attorneys general, right. it, you have to do the proper compound adjective noun. You're saying right. Wilson's Philip? It should be Wilson's Philip, like attorneys general. You're right. Uh, who could forget bridesmaids? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or Heim or the band or Heim. The band Heim. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, yeah, I think Heim pulls from this more than anything else in, in their sound. Uh, I think. Food Mac. Yeah. Pre- Pretenders a little bit, too. And uh, um, Pretenders, yeah. yeah. Vo- vocally Heim. Vocally Heim. Like, like musical. Yes. Yeah, musical. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. vocals with the bouncy. Yeah, you're right. It's that very rhythm, similar. Yep. Also kind yeah. of in Man in the Mirror, too. Like, 
Same guy. Same Man guy. In Glenn Ballard. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Uh, friend, lyrically, it's like friends interjecting themselves into your business when they should mind your their own. I don't like it. Sit down, ladies. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm a grown ass boy. boy. It's okay. <laughs> you can stand up now again, ladies. There's a um, in 1990. I'm a grown ass boy. <laughs> Hitting the terrible twos. Um, not to sound rude or insensitive here. The larger woman in Wilson Phillips, which what's her Carney. name? Carney. Carney. That's it, sad because she she's not a clown. <laughs> try, you know. Um, there's an SNL sketch. Right around when the song was huge, where Chris Farley is her. Ah, really? More things you can't do now. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's for outrageous. The for the she best. was in they the news the constantly in the '90s about yeah. her weight fluctuation yeah. and all that stuff. It was like half of the behind the music, I think. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, something very natural, simplistic about their vocals works very well in a group setting. That's nice. Which I is, think it's nice. It's also I love important. this. I just yeah. got to say, too, because I watched yeah. a video. She's not big. No. She's well, not that then, big. But especially she got then. Bigger. She, got bigger, she got bigger. But probably because she was shamed. Like, you know, she yeah. felt shitty about herself. But she was yeah. fine. It's was insane. Fine. Yeah. yeah it's it truly a casualty of pop culture. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, breakdown? I, lo- I, I love this a lot. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. The it harmonies. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you feel good. And they're doing it together. I like. I love that. This is. Would you say this is the arrival of the '90s sound, or have we passed it? Oh, well, I guess uh, I guess Vogue, a few. I guess, Vogue, yeah, and Bolton, I think. Bolton too, yeah. Or Not the production on Bolton though, but his voice. Yeah. yeah. This Vogue for sure. Vogue for Vogue sure is for 90s. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. I thought this came out later in the decade, personally. Yeah. This yeah. is this yeah. is like the first yeah. kind of like yeah. Where it's like, okay, this is We're here. The, the production like, yeah. is starting to change a little bit. Definitely, yeah. too, the idea of three singer songwriters together as opposed to like just a pop singer yeah. is right. a 90s thing that becomes in vogue again, like the right. 60s yeah. and 70s. It's and they're the daughters of singer songwriters. Right. So, right. 90s became so much more about the, you know, going back to it's, like yes. rock. It kind of is writing. like precursor to Lilith Fair. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say that this album is it was huge. This album was yeah, really, really huge. This it was one album was huge. Nominated for a bunch of Grammys. It sold over 10 million copies. The fact that it bumped Vogue off of the number one spot at the time was considered like amazing feat because yeah. like, they thought Vogue was gonna last way longer as one. Right. Yeah. And this bumped Vogue. Like, think about that. It bumped. Yeah, that Vogue. is crazy. Vogue. And uh, we're gonna see another um, children of rock and roll stars oh, later yeah. in the list. So we are. It's a theme with 90. Oh God, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my I didn't God. Think about that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roxette. Yeah, so this is their, what, third number third one? Third number song? one. Uh, Must have been love. They had like four different versions of this song that yeah. got released or something. This is another one. I can't believe how popular this band is. Um, yes. Yeah, this a lot of hits. Right it must have been love two weeks at number one. We're in the middle of June now. So the original version of this song was more Christmas themed. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, so, and and then it was that was released in 87. And then this version is from the pretty woman soundtrack ah used in a very important way uh, in that film uh <laughs> and they took out all the christmas themed references D- we have the christmas version i think we do and i listened to it we yeah. listened to it it's really not that much different at no, all no 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 not at all <laughs> I, I was here i was i thought he like jingle bells or like more of a christmas <laughs> sound like yeah. a stereotypical christmas sound ho not ho really ho there. like in the background yeah. <laughs> 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 no Got you a present. It, I read that they changed the title 
Really? Oh, it was, yes. It was originally, it must have been love, in parentheses, Christmas for the Brokenhearted. Which is, <laughs> a number one hit cannot have a title that long yeah. unless you're Bob Dylan or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they changed the title. And they changed the word Christmas to winter in, oh, one, really? of, in one of the parts. So that's what it is. That's, that's the difference. And what I think was most important, they removed 20 seconds from the instrumental intro. It's, that's how you yeah. make it. You, you cut the fat, baby. You cut the fat, baby. It's like you cut those O's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bolton cut that O fat. Um, exactly. They're Swedish like ABBA, and you can hear the Swedish phrasing in some of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. That's my European... Uh, I'm, I have an ear to European sounds. <laughs> what was the Roxette song that we've heard already? We they did it. The, they did a the look, look. The and look. They also That's did yeah. uh, listen to my heart, your tell heart. It, yeah, tell it to my no. Listen no, to your heart. Listen to your heart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the end of May in in uh, Toronto, the police threatened to arrest Madonna if she performs her simulated masturbation oh. scene. During her performance of Like a Virgin on her Blonde Ambition tour, Damn. Madonna refuses to change her show, which is awesome, and the police decide not to press charges, later denying that they had ever threatened to do so. They instead jerked off to her doing it <laughs> during the concert. A, a claim refuted by footage captured during the filming of Madonna's 1991 documentary, Truth, Truth or, or Dare. Dare. Um, She's hooking up with uh, Warren Beatty at that point. Yes. Also at this time, members of rap group 2 Live Crew, June 10th, are arrested and charged with obscenity after a performance in a Hollywood, Florida nightclub. Wow. 2 Live Crew. Rump Shaker was a very, very <laughs> oh, yeah. salacious. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great yeah. video. I wish it was number one. Yep, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna, later on, that type of music will rise. Oh, yeah. Oh, for that sure. Oh, what, yeah. That is what brought it there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That yep. piano that just <clears throat> happened yeah. for a second sounded like Live to Tell. Yeah, a little Live to Tell. Wait, wait. It was no, just one part in the bridge. You and I looked at... It's at the end of this chorus. It goes to this B oh, part. I love the... Like um, bing, the, the bong, bong. Yeah, it sounds yes. just like Live to Tell. I love the chord they go to during the second half of this ending. Yes. It's cool. It's a really well-composed song. I do like this song. Yeah. Oh, when but, they go uh, higher? Like it's... Oh, it gets changed completely. It might be right here. I think it was earlier in the song. No, 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 not yet. No, one point to go, but it's over now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does that at one part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Anyway, Yabber said elevator song sounds like The Sims. (laughs) Uh, Ooh, baby, come get to you, girl. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, That's right. New kids on the block. Step by step. Yeah. Yeah. Tony's here. Uh, step by step, three weeks at number one. Uh, we're end of June, July. So this may have been, well, you know what? Vogue is still probably huge, but this is like another like big song of the summer, unfortunately, I think. Song of the summer. This is, I'll say it right now, this is better than the new kids songs that we've heard so far. Yes. I th- oh, it, it I would is. say much improved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well big, done, boys. Yeah, big, <laughs> big improvement <laughs> for sure. Um, um, just better chord, better everything, really. It's a better song. So Mark is in the video. Okay. Mark Wahlberg is in the video oh, just doing yeah. some Mark dancing. Mark? Um, did you, th- the steps that they all sing are insane. Oh, I know you're saying. That's that the best really part of the song. reveals. Step one is the funniest. You hear who, maybe the who's funniest talented? thing no. on the chart. You hear who's, who's talented, talented and who, who is, is not. not. Who is not. Exactly. Um, I wish, did, did you get who sings what, what part? Did you, I, it's on Wikipedia. It is yeah, on it's on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. We can find it. I think, okay. it, I think it was 
Uh, Danny that does the first one. Okay, that's the funniest one. That's the funniest thing. There's one guy that doesn't even sing. He's like talking. Yeah. That yeah, might be the him. first one. Yeah. But well, he tries to sing. It's really and bad. Like Joey yeah. McIntyre tries really hard. The, the falsetto. The yeah. low one and the high one are the funniest. The first oh, and absolutely. Third. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, first and third, exactly that. So can we go through that part and maybe do you want to go through that right pull, now? Pull up the Wikipedia and see. So I have a couple things who? to say real quick. Yeah, go ahead. But try and pull so it up. So Maurice Starr was the man behind such popular youth groups as New Edition. The, the person who wrote this song and uh, and produced it. New Edition, all black group. New Kids on the Block. All white group mm-hmm. and can function all Asian group. No, it's not true. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh my function. god! What was the name of it? <laughs> con con function. Oh, that was con a name. Function. That is a band, though. It is a band that he did produce and write uh, for. <laughs> Moves in a sweat band jazz aerobics way, and it also kind of has this um, uh, "I'm Every Woman" disco strings in it. So that's this old flavor. I, he- I hear you. Yeah, it's definitely disco and very energetic. It's moving, baby. That is like a early '80s, late '70s string yes. patch. The sound of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, right there. Da-da-da-da. There it is. Gonna get. So we get into the uh, the different yeah. steps. It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming. Okay, the first there. guy. Okay, you have it open, Dave. Yes. Okay, let's do it do as, it, as they go. I, no, 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 I have it. Okay. I have it. Uh, you have it. It's coming. Do it as they go. It's coming right now. <laughs> Step. And so am I. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. Oh, <laughs> I gotta pause okay, it. He, I didn't he, get the list yet. I didn't he get the list sounds yet. like like a Nazi <laughs> physician or something. There's something like. Just, is there a way we can loop just that part? So wait. <laughs> is there a way we can? Can you put it into your? He microphone? sounds German, right? He doesn't sound like. What is he going for? It's bad. So low. Why would they let him do voice? that? Okay, Why would they so let him embarrass himself like that? Da- it's Danny Wood people. that did step one. We can, we can have, have lots, lots of fun. fun. He, he sounds, sounds like he's German, having, though. He sounds like he's having a lot of fun. <laughs> it's so, so silly. So this next one, they all agree that that was the best take. Like, the best really? version oh, of okay, it. Okay, like, yeah. That was 20 takes to get that. One more time. One more time. So out of okay. place. All right, so let, let's move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, so that was Danny Wood. With Danny Wood. The next one is Donnie Wahlberg. Okay. okay. Okay, pause great. it. Yeah, great. Fine. The, yeah. Totally fine. Totally, totally fine. Totally, totally fine. reasonable for yeah. a boy group. Yeah. It sounds good, and because of what becomes before it, it sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so step <laughs> step three is Jordan Knight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and he let him do it. And he's the one that obviously saying that I'll be loving you. Yeah. The thing is that he's like, this is my thing. I can I, have, I can hit those high notes. Yeah. But it sounds silly, man. Right, it let's sounds hear a little that silly. One. Let's hear that one again. A gib brother. You know, the more I listen to it, it sounds good. It's <laughs> strong. It's impressive. But it's it silly. Is. It's silly as silly. hell. Yeah. Yeah. Silly. Silly as hell. Yeah. Also, this is the guy that produced the um, Tommy Page yes. song. Yes, right. With Pivotal. the guy that went, and Don- yeah. yeah. <laughs> they wrote the, I think they wrote the song. Yeah, those they, two guys wrote, wrote the song, they, and, and Donnie and helped Donnie produce, produce it. it yeah. So just to, it's a yeah, very 1990 thing. Yeah. So then uh, Joey McIntyre, who was the youngest one, oh, okay. was four. Baby boy. He was four years old? Hold on, wait. So he was four years old. 
That sounds great. It's kind of like Bieber-y. He's like, weak. He's weak. But he's, 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 he sounds but he's good. He's weak. He's but weak. Sexy. It's he, way but he's sexier. Weak. You could tell that he's weak. Weak, but in a sexy way. He's Bieber age though. Like he's fourteen, kind of like how Bieber was really. Yeah. Weak. yeah. Let's what, hear that who, one again. What's his name again? Joey sexy. McIntyre. His name is Joey McIntyre. Joey okay. McIntyre. He was the baby face. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. But it's whispery, like a boyish rasp. Yeah. It's like the character from Bob's Burgers in the boy band. He's like the really young one. I think the reason that I don't like that one though is I don't believe that he can give me some more. Yeah. yeah. Can I just hear it one one last time? Yeah. Putting yeah. It you know what it is too. I don't believe it. I, the, the thing that I think bothers me, he saves it at the end, but it sounds weird. Like he's like swallowing his throat the first second of it. Oh my god. Yeah, it's oh, the, yeah. he struggles at the end Puberty a little bit. Puberty a little bit comes through. We should do this part. We, we should do song. that. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so <laughs> we funny. Do, we yeah. really should try and do it. Uh, yeah. Is there like an instrumental we could? Yeah, we, we can. We'll yeah. pull that up at the end. Right, so then the Jordan, we'll put it on Instagram. And then Jordan Knight we'll is the last one. Very okay. Yeah, it's fine. No, Donnie. Donnie. Donnie the best. Donnie is the best one. I think Donnie wins. So let's hear them all together just so we can hear it. Donnie wins. What happens at the end though where they God. fade him out? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. None of none of them particularly talented. No. no. That's Except how for the false settle man. That's how Yeah, but then even so the like, way boy bands evolve later, they can sing later yeah, on. The Backstreet Boys can all sing. In sync can all well, for the most part, can all sing. Like mm-hmm. But they had adolescent sex appeal. Yeah. <laughs> underage sex appeal. Yeah. yeah. Underage sex appeal. New stuff. edition was better. Way better. Oh, way oh, better. Yeah. Way, better. way better. Yeah. Okay, so we have Glenn Medeiros. So funny. Medeiros with um, uh, She Ain't Worth It. So this guy is now, he's a, a principal in the Hawaii school system. Vice principal. Vice principal, yes. Um, his son's name is Cord, and his daughter's name is Lyrics. Really? Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, this is two what weeks. The fuck? For a guy who didn't stay in the music industry, those are his kids' names. That was his legacy. He was yes. like, I walked away, man. I just had, <laughs> I did what I wanted to do. <laughs> Have a number one hit, bitch. Yeah. Uh, two weeks at number one. This we're in uh, middle, uh, end of July. She ain't worth it. Features Bobby Brown. Yep. Only rapping though. Only rapping. Yeah. So he's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know who's featured all the time right now. Now. Because Drake. Like, like Bobby Brown is a singer, Rihanna, yeah. but this guy, this guy got him to do a rap. He's like, no, you're a good rapper. Like he's the only, he's the best rapper he could find. Was this Bobby will Brown. be an interesting thing to track. So it used to be, uh, you know, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, mm. uh, you know, Aretha Franklin and George Michael. What is the first accredited feature? Might be this. I is don't this know. the first number one like with its like featuring? I don't it's know. A different thing. It's a, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting question. Because it's a very '90s and 2000s. Thing. 2000s. Yeah. Well, and, and what's interesting? Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. So I like I like this more than all the new kids on the block stuff. Like oh, I wish yeah. this was what new kids on the block were. That little like keyboard part. Martial arts tutorial video. <laughs> <laughs> that like. Yeah. Rare. 
I um I I that's so funny. I downloaded like a big New Jack Swing playlist. Um, yeah, and a high school, early college. This, this, is, this is one of the songs yeah. on it. Yeah, like I, when I got really into New Jack Swing it stuff. Swings, baby. Yeah, and he's Eskimo Brothers with Bobby Brown or something. What? I don't know. I think so. They like they both. It's like listen. It's Bobby Brown. Good verse. Good verse. There's Bobby. Yeah. This is Bobby's last appearance on a number one hit. Really? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, of course. For now. So <laughs> <laughs> Whitney comes back from the grave. Yeah. yeah, as of April 28th, 2018. <laughs> but don't you, don't hold don't your breath. Don't count him out, man. Never. No, but Whitney, he, he became a supporting uh, family member for Whitney. And without his love <laughs> really and affection. Her, yeah. yeah, without his love and affection, she couldn't have hit number one again and again and again and again for the rest yeah, of the night. Yeah, he 90s. gave that, he get yeah. That good dick. It's that good Bobby dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> that he, brown dick. He gave her that Wait, bump. Dan, Dan mark, this edit, mark this editing point. And you know what he calls it. <laughs> it's his prerogative. <laughs> it's my, pro, my, prog- okay. my prerogative. My prerogative. He takes a whiskey drink. This he takes a prerogative. This sounds like an announcement. An on-top-of-a-mountain-entrance diva-style. Here comes the 90s. Fitting Mariah for, Carey. Yeah. How important of love. this is cannot be understated. Yeah, oh. it's going just looking ahead a little bit. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, but she is so much more popular than I thought. Like yeah. crazy how many hits, like how many number one hits. And this is four weeks. This is so this is tied with uh, what was the other one we said? Four weeks. Sinead O'Connor. No. Sinead O'Connor. Sinead <laughs> O'Connor was four weeks. She's four weeks. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Visual you remember lo- Dave's whole Wikipedia, yeah, Wikipedia thing? Is the most proud of her. So Vision of Love, four weeks. This is all of August with this song. I like this one. I like it a lot. I, I like it. it. I, there's more. There's others by her. I, lo- I like a lot more. But blues. I li- yeah, I like it. I don't think I love it. I like it. It's been credited with popularizing the melisma, melisma. in yeah. modern popular music, and for inspiring several Which is artists. Ri- it's, that's r- the riffing, the basically. Uh, she brings uh, that. Wait, it sounds like this. Yeah, it sounds sure. like this. <laughs> you that ha- type of stuff. You have Whitney dominating vocally, and then Mariah right. comes in. It's like, oh shit, who is this? Yeah. And she's very, she's like nineteen here, maybe. Yeah, Young, younger. Nineteen or twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe younger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's crazy that she's so pivotal to the nineties. Starts at the first year. Yeah, yes. it's like Seinfeld or The Simpsons, like nineteen ninety, and it keeps going. It's yeah. so pivotal to the whole cultural yes uh, the movement of I think the, technically the, the, Simpsons was 89 but that's I, I, know, I agree no, I know no so is Seinfeld technically but yeah. it's like end of 89 yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. starting just right like, at, at the point just like us exactly not me on the cusp on the cusp cusp what were you going to say Joe this is the first song she ever released number one hit yeah. come on yeah first that's song incredible. ever Whoa, released I, don't, I yeah. didn't know that and she Holy co-wrote shit. it okay so and that was the big thing that I wanted to talk about and I know we mentioned this on and that's a cocky that entrance is so cocky so cocky she's like I'm here, motherfucker. Yeah. She that was the biggest thing I've learned about her so far, and we've talked about this on another thing with her, is that that she did write a lot of her songs. And that like I just <laughs> And what's weird is like I I I definitely like her a lot. I think I there are other ones that I like their music more. But but, but she's really she sets herself apart because of the songwriting aspect of it. So And and the whistle. 
And the whistle. Did she do the whistle in this song? She does, right? Yep. Yeah. Right there. Oh. The cool thing is that she does the whistle a lot of times Damn, just as a man. backing like track. Yeah. yeah. So like, she was writing whistling. songs with this her co-writer Ben Margulies in high school. Yeah. She started writing the song. In high school. So this was produced by Narada Michael Walden, who I think we've talked about before. Yeah. Yeah. He was the yeah. drummer for Mahavishnu Orchestra. Robert is Fripp, he? solo stuff, Weather Report. He, oh, he I didn't played know drums he had like, that all this stuff. He produced Aretha Franklin, Al Green. Yeah, he he was a, like, a hit maker. So the, she uh, had she like, had hits. like a, you know she was in good hands for her first <laughs> release. Uh, why does she say dream like that during the bridge? Do you notice that? I should have pointed it out before. Go, can you please indulge me? Go to the bridge. Bridge. I'm trying to figure out where I am in the song. Bridge. Yeah. Dream. Dream. <laughs> I don't know why she chose to do it that way. It's because I, it's, it's 1990 and it's not so 1989. It's so interesting. Yeah. Because of how long we're going, I'm going to not include any music news anymore. Please do. <laughs> why not? It's two and a half it's hours. It's 1990. Right. No, it's one No, it's an, an hour and a half. half. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, all right. We're good. So this um, is If Wishes Came True by Sweet Sensation. And I didn't write anything down for this. All right, but they have, the music news. they have a pretty uh, funny album cover. They're wearing uh, leopard prints. It's one week at number one. Uh, first week of September. It sounds like a... What is it? It sounds like a... a Wave Race 64. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome <laughs> to <laughs> Disney World. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get your jet engines ready. <laughs> Get your water skis ready. Sorry. I have something quick to say about it, though. Like, yeah, we were saying things. that... Um, you know, ballads were like a go-to for artists. Yeah. yeah. This band was really big in the 80s on the dance charts. Yes. And had a lot oh, of okay. charting songs. They were like, it was considered freestyle. Freestyle. They're one of the freestyle artists. Yeah. So they, what um, they did was they had made this song, and it shot up to number one. After having a bunch of like wow. number fives and number 20s on the dance charts, this is their ballad number one hit. Yeah. Are they a la- Latino yeah. group? Yeah. Uh, yes, okay. okay. This, is City. Enough, this is the continuing legacy of an artist you don't know who they are, never heard of them before. They're freestyle. Right. They do a ballad, and they're on the charts. They're freestyle. <laughs> um, right. Chorus similar to "When I See You Smile." That's I, I got that vibe. Mm-hmm. Also, the song really rocks. Actually, it's just like <laughs> this twin guitar harmony yeah. that's insane sounding right here. What I like to call a twin guitar right. harmony. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. There are other hits, not you know, on the Billboard uh, number one chart, but yeah. Or top 200, top 100. Yeah, yeah. But the other hits sound nothing like this. Nothing right. like They're that. They're way more underground. They're way more like aggressive, attacking. It's yeah. Like cultural right. sound. It's beautiful music. But it's one of those things. They sell out a little yeah. bit. So there's a weird note. I watched the video. In the earlier videos, they're very colorful. And you can tell that they're Latina. Yeah. In this video, they're literally whitewashed by light and makeup and look really? like a white wow. trio. Oh, my Number God. one hit. Isn't that sad? Oh, yeah, that that's sucks. fucked. That oh, sucks. my God. The industry said this is how you're going to do it if you want it to hit number one. Right. God, that um, and the sad thing is, it worked. Yeah. God. Just yeah, that an, sucks. Just to go on back on the on the rock thing, I could hear this included on a Time Life Monster Ballads compilation. Yes. Yeah. Especially when the solo comes in. Who did that? Steve I or like? <laughs> or Steve Lukather. <laughs> <Stu> Lu- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe Lukather. Yeah. Uh, lead singer is named Betty LeBron. LeBron's mom. Well. Do we know? Can we get I, conf- confirmation? I, I don't think so. Okay. He, when was he born? It's also LeBron is also his first name. Okay. He's named well, after his grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's only one LeBron family in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we can move on, right? Yeah. 
I kind of want to hear the guitar solo, but we don't have to. Uh-huh. Um. All right. We have John Bon Jovi, not Bon Jovi. John Bon. John Bon Jovi. Oh, solo. It's yeah. his yes. first solo effort. Oh, I and forgot. And this is, uh, uh, Blaze wow, of Glory wow, from wow, Young wow. Guns. Some more fake cowboy shit from yeah. John Bon Jovi from yeah. New Jersey. Okay. So uh, interesting. I do. I do love that throbbing Jews harp. In the intro. Boing, yeah. boing. Yeah. Uh, they call it a mouth <laughs> harp now. Um, okay. Uh, so Emilio Estevez wanted this, wanted to use "Wanted Dead or Alive" for this song, like for the for the movie. Bon Jovi said, "I don't think the lyrics work because it's about being on the road." Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't know that. And Emilio Estevez didn't know, that. like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just he just wanted to make a different song for this movie. You know what I mean? That's a bad excuse. Yeah. He wanted double royalty. Yeah. is what he wanted. Well, and Jeff Beck played guitar on this. If if you want my honest opinion, I liked this more than Wanted Dead or Alive. Uh, I liked the instrumentation more. I I think I somehow liked this more than the Bon Jovi band songs. I agree because the instrumentation is more pure, less like it's fished out of the toilet. Like <laughs> it just sounds yeah less like they're trying to. Be hair metal like it's just like a bluesy dobro. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good. little more Guns and Roses than Bon Jovi. It Jovi's is a little more Guns and Roses, which yeah. is yeah. better in my opinion. Yeah, this is it's one week at number one by the way, uh, September eighth. Um, the chorus is good. Another movie song. This is from Young Guns. <laughs> yep. Yep. Emilio. Um, let's. I mean, I could touch on some new stuff. Uh, I skipped over in August. Madonna ends her uh, Blind Ambition tour in France. The last date was aired live and broadcast on HBO. Uh, later release says laser disc only. Um, <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Curtis Mayfield in August paralyzed from the neck down right. in an accident uh, in uh, Flatbush, Brooklyn, uh, in a concert. I, um, I know. Brooklyn, wow. Yeah, after stage lighting equipment collapses on top of him. Damn. What? My, my word. I didn't know that happened, but not um, in Brooklyn. August 24th, a judge rules that heavy metal band Judas Priest is not responsible for the actions of two Nevada youths who shot themselves, one fatally, after listening to the band's music in December of 1985. Real controversial. 85? Um, and then Sinead Damn, O'Connor. this is 90s. Stop giving us 80s. This is when the judge rules it. <laughs> I, and then Sinead O'Connor, um, she refuses to play a concert at the Garden State Arts Center in New Jersey unless the venue refrains from its tradition of playing a recording of the American National Anthem before the performance. Oh, wow. Again. Yeah, she's heavily criticized and her music has dropped from a number of radio stations Damn. as a result. Wow. Um, this is also when Stevie Ray Vaughan dies. Oh, shit, August really? August He's killed in a helicopter crash. Holy shit. Musicians um, in aero travel. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. Drive um, around. Drive around. Take a boat. In a Wisconsin. Um... Celine Dion, after a decade of performing in the francophone world, Celine Dion makes her formal English language debut, debut in the U.S. with the release of her album Unison. This is September 11th, actually. Oh, it's and I don't her know debut, why that's significant. It's only 1990. Her debut yeah. is O Canada. She did, she did O Canada. Let's move on. Uh, Yeber said Sizzler Steakhouse commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that last one. All right, we're back with Wilson, Wilson Phillips. Phillips. Release me. Divine, uh, I didn't know this one at all. Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. <laughs> Just two weeks at number one, middle of September. It's a love song in which a woman wants to get over her ex, but he's not making it easy for her. 
release her guy. Stop texting late at night in 1990. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> release the Kraken. <laughs> I don't know. Stop leaving what? messages on the cassette tape answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> Make it night. easier for her. Uh, sound of woman completely in sync with one another. Support each other. Definitely have the same period cycle as each other. Jeez. <laughs> but they're in t- they're in tune. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, similar to Black Velvet, mm-hmm. I was in a band that had three singers that sang everything in three part harmony on most of our songs. Mm-hmm. Again, people probably thought that was from Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Or it was because of Wilson Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> because I was born and it was on the radio. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I don't get too much else for this one. No, they, they 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 uh I like hear them sing together. Yeah. That's all I got. I don't don't mind this song. It's a a lovely song. Pleasant song. It's like background music at a beach house. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. It's background music. Yeah. It's Brian Eno background music. Airport music. Exactly like that. (laughs) The the Heim sisters. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what we got to say about Wilson and Phillips? At their Heim. Yeah. Their Heim. All right. Heim is them. Heim is them. Okay. This is what I've been waiting for. (laughs) Nelson... (laughs) Another band that are the children of oh. rock and roll star. Yep, Ricky Nelson. Uh, one week, number one, can't live without your love and affection. So I love in the video. So have you guys seen the video? No. Oh, yeah. It's it? insane. It, you have to watch They're, it. Are they twins? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Identical twins, tall, skinny, yeah. long, blonde, bleach blonde hair down almost to their hips. Yeah. It's like I feel like I'm hallucinating when I watch them live. Yeah. How effed is that one of the names of the twins is Matthew and the other one is Gunner. Yeah. That's not proportionate. No. He got one of them got shafted. Y- yeah, I don't know who Depending did. Depending on who your opinion <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, like but someone got, got shafted. shafted. It's like, not proportional. Yeah. <laughs> the video it's this is so like I said how the um the uh Janet Jackson video looks kind of like the beginning of the 90s. Mm-hmm. This really like it looks like a jellyfish video. Remember that band Jellyfish? Uh they're great band. Yeah, great yeah. 90s band Crash yeah. Test Dummies like there's always like a lot of props going on, like the, ins- the Green Day Insomniac album cover, like that aesthetic mm-hmm. in the video. Um, also, they have this. They're they're talking about their crush on Cindy Crawford. Oh, I, I thought it was their crush cool. on the twins, the twin models Cindy and Mindy Crawford. <laughs> yep, that's it. And then they pass around a magazine that's supposed to be Vogue magazine, yeah. but it's called well, Vogue. They're twin- they're, they're, Brandon, they're twins. I know. So they have crushes on twins. Anyway, go ahead. I got, I got it. Okay. I totally got it. Uh, the the magazine that they pass around is called Vague, Vague Magazine yeah. instead of Vogue Magazine. LOL. Great. They also have a uh, fake argument in the beginning of the video. It's like, come on, man, let's play. And I'm just like, see that chick? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's like, come on, man, let's jam. <laughs> this is really fun. Like, I, I Yeah. It sounds like an 80s song, but the production has moved away from the Mm. production that would normally, I guess, be on the song. The song itself is known for its technical drumming involving syncopation and double bass and virtuoso guitar soloing. As seen right here. Heard. As seen on TV. (laughs) (laughs) It does sound like the Boston... uh, Guitar solo yeah, from yes. uh, Don't Look Back. Uh, yeah, it does. That screaming tone. Yeah, very screaming. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> Probably like a Gibson or a Marshall. This is the only Hot 100 hit with the word infection in the title. Ever? Infection, yeah. Oh my God. What? 
Sorry, it's another bit I'm trying to do. I'm saying that it's love and infection. I know, I know. It's affection. Ah. Guys, you I'm having me. a little bit of fun here. I know. I was. I liked, I liked it. it was funny. Thank you. Uh, can Ooh, we please shit. move on? This yeah. is real quick. End of September. No, oh, oh wait. They're, they're sons of Ricky Nelson. Yeah, we said that. Joe said that. Did you say it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> end of September, uh, Cop Rock premieres on US TV. Cock Block? It was TV's only and musical police drama. And they can't say drama. it now. And they can't say Cock Block now in the movie. Great bit, but Dave. You know that's not what I said. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so, now we're on uh, one we week at number one, blockers. October Sith, Sith uh, from Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars, um, the Return of the Sixth. Uh, <laughs> this is close to you by Maxi Priest. When, when I heard it, I was like, I guarantee you, this has been sampled in numerous, numerous songs. So I went and I checked it out, mm. and the top result, it, it's been sampled in a lot of songs, was by a band called. The real Millie Vanilli. No. And it was all the musicians that actually did the Millie Vanilli uh, stuff. That's amazing. So they actually continued doing it, but under a band called The Real Millie Vanilli. Um, sucks. That sucks. They should have had the two guys who sang in the Paul Abdul song be the dual singers because it would have made perfect <laughs> sense. That's, that would have been perfect for yeah. them. God damn. God damn it. Um, this reminds me of John Cicada, Dan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was trying okay. to pinpoint yeah. why it sounded so familiar. John Cicada, 100%. Yeah. He's definitely. named Maxi Priest because he's, he's a large, more much more absorbent uh, priest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was unfamiliar with this artisan song. I don't know. I, did, I don't really feel one way or the other about this one. Nothing offensive. Completely unchanged by it. Uh, that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's cool. I like it. Uh, you like it? It's I, cool. I like it, too. Uh, I don't think I, I'm not I, I think I really at like the it, point actually. of liking it. I like the groove. I like the vibe a lot. Yeah. I'm really into this one, actually. Uh, yeah. What was it? Okay, yeah. Yebra liked this a lot. Classic, nostalgic about chorus, fire drum beat, he said. Yeah. It's a I great like, party song. Yeah. Not background music. It's just awesome. You think it's you think it's like a maybe like settle down the party vibe a little bit more? End of the night. End yeah. of the night. Cool down yeah, period. Yeah, I love the vibe. I like the how I just love how it's yeah, like a cool down, like after you jerk off. <laughs> yeah, you need everybody jerks jerk off at the party. Yeah, we do limp biscuit. You we play a game of limp biscuit, and, uh, <laughs> and you need a cool down. Need a cool down after that. Yeah, after you eat your biscuit. Yeah. Um, he's playing at the Asbury Lanes. Really, really <laughs> summer. Yeah, <laughs> the the uh, controversial reopening of the Asbury Lanes for our local listeners, which is probably everybody, but uh, <laughs> Asbury Lanes apparently has gone corporate. But they got some big acts, and and Maxi uh, East Priest is one of them. Nice. Um, Let's move on. Bring in on the number one hits, Asbury Lanes. Yes. Maybe we we should do like we should we should intro him. Yeah, yeah. Like Dan and Barry presents. Yeah. Presents. We should definitely we should definitely do that. All right, we have George Michael. Michael's back. Praying for time. Oh, Um, we gotta for Michael. (laughs) We gotta bring back Michael for Michael. (laughs) Adele. Uh, It's one week at number one. October 13th, Praying for Time. This is some heavy whispering, heavy (laughs) petting and heavy whispering from George on this one. This is from that next album, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Listen Without Prejudice, Volume 1. This is also Michael's final number one hit in the United States. Mm. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of final number one hits in 1990 yeah. for uh, great artists. For 80s It sounds like the ending. He's using that descending line cliche, you know, and I... 
He can barely breathe. He can barely sing. No, he actually <laughs> sounds great on this. Like he yeah. always does. I, I, I get like a John Lennon vibe. You guys yeah. Get, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It does yeah, sound yeah, like yeah. Just listening to that on the way here. And yeah. It does have that yeah. 70s, like, Se- jealous 70s guy. 70s Lennon yeah. solo, yeah. Jealous guy. Phil, oh. Phil Spector yeah. produced. I was watching... As we all know from the show, I'm a big fan of George Michael live vocal performances. Uh, on season, I think it was four of American Idol, they used to have like guest stars come and they would all sing the songs of the star. Yeah. And then they would perform. And he performed this on the American Idol uh, finale or something. Mm. And it's it's an insane performance because it's not even just about his performance because it's a very you know it's it's kind of like we were talking about Phil Collins about being you know a socially conscious song about charity and, and like the world and mm. all that stuff and it's just it's a pretty intense performance and he just destroys it very it, good it feels like a precursor to the epic 90s orchestral Brit pop anthems ooh okay Bittersweet Symphony yeah. Oasis oh yeah uh, but this is much more serene and subtle I even hear a little bit of uh, 90s Radiohead in this yeah uh, like the bends, kind right. of. Like and the other thing that we talked about is that, and I was seeing it on a lot of pro- produ- production forums too, is that Faith sounds better than this album. This album sounds a lot right. more dated than Faith yeah, does. Yeah, de- definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's an interesting. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's this. Uh, this came out earlier than right now. Yeah, looking to avoid pitfalls that overwhelmed him after his debut, Faith. Michael refuses to tour in support of this album and won't appear in any of the music videos. Wow. This might be the first lyric video. You know, now in the last yeah. 10 years, lyric oh, videos are on YouTube. Popular. Like, yeah. yeah. We watched the video, the beginning for the first 20 seconds, it just says, Listen Without Prejudice. Like, the meaning of a lyric video, and it's just the lyrics as it goes by. Interesting. Oh. No George Michael, no image. Very wow. interesting. That's insane. Invented cool. that. Yeah. Very cool. George, we love you. Takes a stand. Very Dylan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. James Ingram, I don't have the heart. I don't have the heart to tell you that uh, I do like this song. Yeah, I, I like oh, it like too. It? Okay. Ph- phenomenal vocalist. Oh, my God. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah. vocalist. Um, this is another one-weeker. Yeah. another. W- <laughs> so many one-week number one songs. Um, I don't have the heart. October 20th. So, so right. I... Th- yeah. A lot of these somber fall number one songs yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. I think I always thought that this was Peebo Bryson. Okay. Like, it wouldn't be surprising it's, if it was. It's, Did, this is was, it not? This was <laughs> <laughs> No, it's this not. this was one where I was vaguely familiar like with the chorus only. I think uh, I think I like I, the chorus yes. came on, I was like, okay, yes, yeah, I think I, I know this agree one. completely. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, Oh, I know the song. I think it's kind of nice. It's a tender song, but I don't think it really stands out in a sea of electric keyboard ballads. No, and it's it's dated at this point. It definitely feels yeah dated. But I also I I know that I can't really judge it on its own merits because I'm a little burnt out on the these ballads. By the time listening to this playlist, yeah, uh, late '80s malaise carried over. Everybody seems hesitant to venture into new territory, except for a few artists. But this is like the hand sanitizer, the genre. It's very professional. It's very neutered. It's like lawyers were consulted for chord progressions and keyboard patch sounds. <laughs> Don't do that. This doesn't offend our, our, our base. Don't do that. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, another example of an exceptionally. I, th- I think this year is a little mawkish and Muzaki. Like yes, you know? Yeah, I don't love this song as much. I think I love his vo- his voice. Like it. it. Is- okay, there is a part later on that I do feel hardcore, but we haven't reached that point yet. Okay. Um. This is very Beauty and the Beast. 
Does he oh, sing? Uh, no, that's well, Peebo Bryson. Peebo Bryson. Yeah. yeah, that's immediately. No, yeah. Peebo Bryson's very Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> He's very somewhere out there. I think that's also Peebo Bryson. No, I don't know. Damn, I wish I could tell them apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Peebo Bryson is the one in We Are the World. I think. I, I think might, no, 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 James no, Ingram I think James is. James Ingram is, James Ingram is like very close to Quincy Jones. Maybe they both are. Peebo Bryson's a little more like Al time. He is in We Are the World. Al Jarreau is. Yes. And so we all. I yeah. want to. I gotta hear this one vocal thing he does. Okay. Uh, as old as time. <laughs> the heart. Beauty and the beast. It's, it's during his modulation, I think. <laughs> Not yet. Fuck, it's going to happen. <laughs> they should have put it in earlier so I don't have to wait. We don't have Our podcast doesn't have to wait to hear this great vocal part. <laughs> have you ever been in this situation in real life? Not having the heart to tell someone that I don't love you. Probably not. <laughs> right here. That's the most powerful who of all time. Yeah. yeah. We got to move on. Powerful who owl? of all time. Owl on steroids. All right. This is Black Cat by Ooh. Janet Jackson. This song was produced by Ronald Reagan's favorite producer, Jellybean Johnson. <laughs> um, and Janet. One week at number one. Let's not really cover it. We're going to cover it in great detail. This was a Danny pick yeah. for uh, Rhythm Nation. Again, Let's not to be confused, uh, the album came out in 89. Although the album's called Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation, 1814. Uh, just it's really confusing, but it, it <laughs> didn't come out in 1814. Really quickly, just m the first thing I thought of when I heard this song, I didn't really, like, listening to it, I, d I wasn't too familiar with it. Yeah. Um, Michael rips this off in Dangerous. Yeah. 100%. This whole vibe. Yeah. Definitely. Like, there's one song in particular. What's the one where he gets slashed to do? Gone it's too soon. <laughs> no. That's uh, no. uh, the song uh, where he gets slashed. Give in to me. Give, give in, to, in me. to me. Yeah, he's like, slash, in the one part. And slash comes in. It made me think of that. Anyway, let's move on. Well, speaking. Well, no, we're, I just want to say this one no, thing. A couple um, things. Lemmy, Lemmy from Motorhead loved this song. Yeah. He loved that she was just unabashedly doing rock and roll and aggressive. But Sony wouldn't let him play on the song. Yeah. Damn. And, uh, uh, Nuno Betancourt did. Um, all the Extreme. metal guys were so amped. Brandon, pun intended, amped on the song. There's like a lot of remixes of like legendary metal guys going, oh fuck, Janice like in the metal? Like let's fucking jam with her. Really? There's a lot of like re <laughs> That's awesome. recorded versions of the song. They with definitely her. sounded exactly like that. Too. Oh fuck, yeah, Janice yeah. into this song. She's cool. Let's jam with her, bro. Uh, hit number one right before Halloween, but it's about substance abuse. Yeah. Meta metaphors. Right. People thought it was Black Cat, literally. <laughs> it's really more about substance abuse. All right. Figuratively. Going to talk about all this in the albums episode. Let's move on. Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay, Dave, I was going to ask you. What's up? Is there a way we can pull up the uh, the interview clip of the Vanilla you Ice You can pull interview? up real quick. Yeah, I can pull it up. The Vanilla Ice interview. So the Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Ice Ice Baby was the first hip-hop single to top the Billboard Hot 100. By a white guy. Okay, wait. Oh, I have something to say about that. And wait, there's a beat skip. Hmm? I think it's before that. Hold on, listen for a second. Okay. Come listen, on. Listen. Let's kick it. 
listening for it. Very interesting stuff. Maybe it was on the YouTube version or something, <laughs> and it was fucked up, the upload. Okay. I wrote it down, um, but anyway. Well, didn't happen. <laughs> so we'll cut that part out. One, week, part out. one week at number one, thought it was a much bigger song. Only one week. Uh, chorus of Ice, Ice Baby originates with the signature chants of National African American Fraternity Alpha Phi Alpha. I guess you go Alpha Phi Alpha. And he just picked up that phrasing for Ice Ice Baby. Weird. Uh, poser as hell. This is he's like talking about nines and like running like gang shit and shit. But completely, I think completely detached from context of like race culture. It's an enjoyable song. It's not the worst thing I've heard in terms of like bad rap. Right, right. MC Hammer is actually kind of worse than Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Unfortunately, Ooh. no, no. There's some Hammer songs that are really bad. He's a, be- a worse rapper. I'm trying to say. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe worse music, but worse rapper. I, I don't know. No, he is. I listened to the album. It's it's very bad, <laughs> and I didn't want it to be that that way, but it turned out that way. The uh, thing that was interesting that yeah, I was reading ahead. about this and how you mentioned how you know being he was white, being the first one with the number one yeah, yeah, song. Yeah. So, and there were a lot of things written about this of how they kind of attributed that it was because. Certain musicians had a problem with the use of sampling because it wasn't original mm-hmm. and stealing, and because he was white, it was okay, and it paved the way for everyone else for to sampling do it because he was white. Like what we just talked about with the whitewashing of that. So it's like I don't know if that's true necessarily. Well, there were, there were hip hop has always been huge with sampling. No, all but, the 80s. right, but they were since because this he was the first one to be number one hit because it was when the masses accepted it mm-hmm. because he was white. But it's, then it's, it is a white thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. I thought you were saying that because he was like... No, what sampling. I was reading was that all the executives that were talking about it were like people would... They they were speculating that it wasn't accepted until a white until guy... Until a white guy did until it. Until like the gotcha. mainstream. Gotcha. You, yeah. you have BC Boys before him, though. Yeah, but not like a number one like. Like no number ones, so this yeah. Is the first number one hip-hop, hip-hop hit song. ever? Yeah, just like pure yeah. hip-hop. Well, except for yeah. Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> no, there's hip-hop elements in, in a bunch and of songs. And the We song. even heard yeah. this earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Rapture, Brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rapture. Yeah. Okay. There's probably several examples. But this is the White first people. This is straight up hip hop yep. song. Yep. This is the first. Yeah, straight up. Uh, and th- it is now a, a credited as a sample of. Uh, he denied it before. Right. He denied it. Uh, Yeber said, "Fuck Vanilla Ice. Fuck anyone who likes this song. Why do you strike again?" Oh, I was gonna go to that real quick. This is what they took from. This is the sample now, actually. Brandon is gonna pull up. Wow, uh, Vanilla Ice explaining the difference between one of my favorites. I've heard this one though. Yeah. Have you heard this song? Yes, I've heard this fucking song. <laughs> it's called Under Pressure. Uh, <laughs> it's by David Bowie and Queen. But and what's funny is that. Wait. Queen, do it, boy. Major rap artist in the world samples music, you know, and that's all I did is sample it. If my record ten years from now went number one, I would say, "Yo, give me a piece of that," you know. That's all. I mean, and I don't blame them at all, and uh, especially if it sells five million copies. But see, the reason why you don't hear as much controversy going on with other rap groups sampling and stuff is because a good rap record in the United States just goes gold. I mean, that's a good rap. That's 
a lot for a rap, one rap record. You know, it's dough gold and platinum is like, you barely get that for a rap record. You know, plat platinum records a lot for rap. And I sold five platinums. So, you know, it's, it's like they're gonna definitely come and get me. But for somebody that goes gold, it's not even worth their time. Is this not it? Lawyer and pay for I don't think so. Because he, he, he says that, that he, he only it. got sued Wait. for yeah, sampling uh, because he, he, he had a really large sum. Is it going to end? All they wanted was credit, and that's all we gave them, you know. Sample by David Bowie and Queen. It's so this was real. after the fact. Yeah, it must be. Uh, I'll have to cut that out. We sampled them from them, but it's not the same bass line. Is it? Like it goes ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. That's the way theirs go. Ours goes. Oh, they add a. <laughs> <laughs> he says, but even it's in the accenting. Well, what's weird though is in the beginning of that he says, "Yeah, we we sampled it. We sampled them from them, but it's not. We the sampled it from them, but it's not the same. Yeah, but then he, I guess, he later on he does admit it. So I guess he always said he sampled it. Yeah, but he said also said that he, he said that he it. changed it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool. It's, a, it's a fun song. I like it. It's fine. You know, it, honestly, it's fine. I like his ninja rap better from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> go ninja, go yeah, ninja, I love go. That. I love that. Yeah. So this is Mar <laughs> I said Maria, Maria Carey. Mariah Carey, Love Takes Time. This was co-written by the man, Walter Afanasiev, who co-wrote uh, My Heart Will Go On. Uh, oh. Three weeks at number one. Uh, we're in November now. Okay, I'm reading the headline. Uh, when does it come out? November. I'm November 10th. I'm reading the headline from November 10th. It says, Young Singer's Filler Track Hits Number One. What? I think it's filler. I think it's not a great <laughs> song. I said Young Singer's Filler Track Hits Number One. Okay. I think it's kind of like unremarkable. But you guys might think differently. I don't know. No, I agree with you. I think it's I, kind I, of I like the other one more. Yeah, I like Visions of Love. Visions of Love yeah, is better. It's probably the momentum of the last hit. The momentum of an earlier hit yeah. can do a lot for your next single. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, for sure. They're uh, still riding on that Mariah High. Also, um, O-Town. It sounds exactly like the, the big O-Town song. Yeah. All or nothing at all. Uh, like, like It's just like the melody is like almost the exact same in, in certain parts. I don't know. That's what I thought of immediately. I will say this production sounds 90s as hell, though. As hell. Yes. Yeah. These are not your 80s synthesizers. Nope. We're going into, like, different keyboards and Celestas, you know? Yeah. Celesta, yeah, yeah. Bellier-sounding-er things, sandier things. It's all that FM sound. It was intended for her second album, Emotions, but her label liked it so much, they stopped presses on her first album, Mariah Carey, so it could be included. There are copies of Mariah Carey, her first album, floating around that don't have Love Takes Time on it. Hmm. They're valuable pieces of pop memorabilia. Overall, copy, paste, repeat everything I said for the James Ingram song. <laughs> yeah, it's the same, it's the same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Not bad. Doesn't offend me in any way. I just, I me, mean, I'm burnt out on the sound at this point. It's that 90s hangover of the 80s. It is yeah. a the hangover. Well, it's, the just a, it's just a so like it's just a song where she's it's singing. Like it song. does like it just feels like a, a, a vehicle yeah. for her to sing rather than a song. This would probably I, I'm gonna call it now. It's probably gonna be the most unremarkable song that hits number one of Mariah's. Yeah, it's up there. This is probably gonna be number the, the last in the list. Yeah, there's one in '91 that might be my favorite of all of her songs. But uh -huh. We'll get there. We have now. Whitney Houston, I'm Your Baby Tonight. Okay. Um, Hell yeah. 
this sounds like a Michael song to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I like it so much. Yep. It's a one week at number one. It's uh, L.A. Reid and Babyface production. Yeah. First week of December. Is this Babyface's first written song that hits number one, or does he have one it, in the 80s? Uh, maybe, actually. I was wondering that. Yeah. He has a lot no, of it is. It great songs is. It in definitely the 90s. Is. Yeah. Uh, especially the Montana Take a Bow. Um, and she has, he has some great solo stuff. Yeah. Um, she does a woo that I almost thought was Michael toward the middle of the song. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought this was written for him, to be honest. Yeah, it, it does. The, it I could just hear him going. It's the beat. Yeah, it's the way she rides on that, that beat. Uh, she's really emphasizing the swing in the New Jack swing of the song. New school scatting. She's like, um, yeah. Michael. It sounds like a yeah, Michael it, it, thing. It's new school jazz. Yeah. Love the groove. But I feel like they skimped on the budget of, of the keyboard sound. <laughs> um, right around this time, end of November. Um, hold on, hold on. No, you stopped. Just the, give me a second. The, okay, go ahead. I was going to continue. No, this is, you'll like this. Millie okay. Vanilli. Oh. Th- this is when they admit to lip syncing. They go to jail. Uh, so ch- that's not where they go to jail. Not yet. They don't, wait, they don't <laughs> go to jail. They get put in jail for uh, <laughs> they fake put, singing. They put in Grammy jail. <laughs> um, yeah. They admit to lip syncing right around this time, end of November. Um, they later had their Grammy revoked, as we've talked about. Well, they didn't. He came out and said it first, and then they admitted it. He he ratted them out. The produ- the producer guy, Frankie Faison, right? Or whatever and then they admitted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. Just want to get the timeline right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Moving the keyboard oh, sound, okay. that cheapy keyboard horn patch sound. I was making the same kind of sounds around this time on my sister's Casio. They cut. They they went under budget. Like that must have been like a a big accomplishment. Like we went under budget, guys. We got the cheap sound and we hit number one. Let's pocket the rest of the money that we're gonna <laughs> put in this production. Low overhead. Low yeah. overhead, baby. Yep. Uh, uh, but yeah, high energy triplet queen Whitney at the end. She's doing some like acrobats. Yeah, Acrobatics. I love that at the end. She hears Mariah. And, oh, high energized. Oh. She hears Mariah and she's like, "I got to show people I'm still here." Like, yeah. uh, like wow, that's true. You know, like she, but it's uh, that was a Michael. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Ultimately, I, I, you know, I like Whitney's music more. Mariah had a more successful overall overall career. Mariah is like one of the most successful careers ever of anybody. Argu- I think arguably the most successful music career. Maybe Mariah, of all time, it, it, she's yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah, she's definitely in the top five. I, I, I lean more towards Whitney. For sure, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. There, I think there's a, a disconnect with me, and Mariah. I think she's insanely talented, and clearly now knowing the songwriting stuff even more so. But yeah, I just don't connect with her music as no. much as I connect with Whitney. Really? I just don't enjoy it as much, honestly. Yeah, that could be a nostalgia thing because I, I, I was around the Whitney music more than mm. the Mariah music. So, the Mariah's songs in the 2000s are fun. They're, they're, she has some good hits in the 2000s that I like. Um, right here. Yeah. All right. Anyway, kind of sounds like the X Men animated themes song, so that's why I put it there. <laughs> right. The melody is pretty quick, pretty uh, similar. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little similar. Not that even yeah. that similar, but it's always it reminded me of that. Yeah, is that why I like shit. it so much? Damn. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I'm sorry. I don't what know the fuck are you happened. doing? It 
it, I, 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 Cocteau Twins? Is that what you're playing? <laughs> yeah, it went to the. It went to a 1990 playlist radio because I scrolled. Listen, too far. I love the Cocteau Twins. They're yeah. a great <laughs> underground act, but we, we're not talking about good music. Right um, now. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning of December, following the banning of her "Justify My Love" music video, Madonna, she appears on Nightline to defend the video. Right. And we, here we have Stevie B with Because <laughs> I Love You. <laughs> I, I forgot about this shit. Okay, this man's look is unfazed by the passage of time. Yes. He's still yeah. rocking the Jerry Curl confidently, too. Yeah, it's, it's an insane look. And it's a ballad by someone you never heard of, so of course he's the king of freestyle. <laughs> oh, okay. It keeps happening. I, it's actually... We we gotta make a, a ultimate a playlist yeah. or a freestyle like I didn't know about it until we did this. No, and it's four weeks at number one. It's insane. It's four. It's as big four as weeks. nothing Shade. compares yes. to you. And yeah. what, what was the other one? Um, what was the other four weeker? Fuck. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, but it was good. Mariah, maybe it was Mariah. Well, um, yeah, I think it was Visions Mariah. Of, Visions of Love, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. Everybody Why? got lazy at the end of the year. Yeah, what the hell? This might be the weakest song with the longest play in 1990. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, yeah it's bad. Yeah. yeah. He, he, does, he sounds terrible. <laughs> he doesn't sound good. He no, doesn't, he doesn't sound no, good. No, like it's weird. But one fun thing he does is he, he name checks himself. So really? Stevie B will always be there. Yeah. See, I think he has a personality. There's a note that like it's painful. <laughs> well, let me see if I can hear it. Wait, there's but, one note. Wait, wait. I think it's this one. Wait. Yeah, it's not one of these notes. I remember hearing it like, "Oh, it's bad." I I I like the production of his song because it's <laughs> it is a little definitely like a lot of the songs, a lot of the ballads, but it just sounds weaker. It sounds like it sounds unfinished. It sounds like he did it in his bedroom, yeah. you know, like demo. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I kind of feel for it more. It's so weird to me that this was yeah, four bizarre. weeks. You know, also though, Christmas shopping. Everybody was like. Spending a lot more time because think about how many Christmas songs we're playing at the same time. This is number one. Yeah. So they're not people are not as focused on I popular so. music. Yeah, they dropped the ball during the the holiday right. season. I can't listen to it anymore. No, please, please. You really don't like it that much. It's awful. <laughs> Wait, it's so everyone here dislikes it that much? Yes. I wrote very bland, very blah, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Dave. I kind of I like it. That's it's fucked up that I like it, but I, I know it's fucked up. I also I, like it. I also don't believe you though. I don't. Believe I you. like it. No, I think it's like a shtick. I, there's no way. There's no Even way. Even the shtick, it's I've fooled myself into liking it. <laughs> it's just so dinky. Like, well, why is it called the postman song? The first line of the song has says I, yeah, something in it. I wrote a letter to the postman. Oh, I missed that. The okay. postman picked the, the looking, letter I wrote for you. Looking at the title, I thought it was like a doo-wop song. Very yeah. opposite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Stevie B in 2011 was arrested in Springfield, Massachusetts. After a concert, throwing $420,000 in unpaid child support. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. no. CBB. That is insane. I guess he wasn't using the postman to send checks. <laughs> <laughs> so, since my out only, of anyone. That was my only written joke. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I love it. This is a classic uh, like, yeah. <laughs> setup and punchline. I loved it. Since out of everyone on these lists, I'm the least afraid of Stevie B suing us so i'm just gonna lay this song on repeat while we do our rankings That's oh, i'm gonna pee as you guys do something i don't know no we could just take a break then hey, so we before we do the rankings and then we'll be done all right take a quick break we'll be uh right back to the board bills 1990 yeah enjoy this like commercials left of this from yeah. our sponsors. it's going on going on two hours
<clears throat> All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we are here to do the official ranking yeah. of our least favorite, our most surprising, and favorite song. We're going to ask Joe to please hold all your remarks. <laughs> yeah, Joe's p- just, this is for us, this is not for you. <laughs> uh, you're, we appreciate appreciate you as a guest, but seriously, this is some host shit. And we'll let you say invited. goodbye. Well, let's just say goodbye. Yeah. But this is some host shit you're not invited to. I'm sorry. Okay, guys. <laughs> um, Joe, sh- <laughs> Joe, shut up, please. Uh, just really quickly, at the end of December, um, Rod Stewart marries model Rachel Hunter. And the 19th annual New Year's Rockin' Eve. So I think I've talked about every Rockin' Eve at the end of every <laughs> Board Bills episode. Um, it, the special airs on ABC with appearances by the Beach Boys, Belle Biv DeVoe, the Kentucky Headhunters, Nelson, the OJs, and Sweet Sensation. Cool. All right. Let's do our... Hold on. You ready, Dave? I was just going to say, no, who cares, actually? Joe, we said don't talk. All I'm saying is poison. Sorry about that. <laughs> poison <laughs> hit number four by Belbiv DeVoe of the year. Top 100 songs of the year. And Do Me by Belbiv DeVoe was number 11. That's all I want to say. Okay. All right, so we're doing our top. We're doing a surprising. We're doing our... Uh, yeah, let's do our surprising. Okay. Okay. My, Shocked. My Please. most shocking is the song that's playing right now because I love you because I don't understand how it went four weeks on the charts. I am. I think it's just neglect. I truly think it was neglect, holiday neglect, fatigue. Fatigue, holiday fatigue, and holiday neglect. Yes. Okay. I think it has to be that. I'm. I'm the exact same yeah. as well. It's, the airway. it's a bad song. It's. It's a bad vocal. That's what bothers me the most. It's, so it's. It's. It's a I shock th- that this hit number one. Dave, what is your number one pick? Focus, please. <laughs> For surprise. Uh, surprising. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, for <laughs> number one pick. Uh, Joe. Joe, we said don't talk during uh, this part. Sorry about that. <laughs> we, uh, we, we should get the loop. You know, it, honestly, it's just in the same rain. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the same song. Who cares? Okay. I, I don't know what really shocked me. What I was leaving? All right, All right so, so that's our consensus most surprising song. Yeah. I also thought about going with Paula Abdul. Yes. Just because No, it's not surprising. Hear me out. It's not surprising. Hear me the fuck out. <laughs> Let me finish my thought. Big song, mm-hmm. big video, which mm-hmm. is so the fact that the song hit number one is out of shock. I was just shocked that she has this many number one yeah, hits. Yeah, I think I said Why? that. Crazy. Why? Give her a shot. She's also not a good vocalist. She just. She, she has enthusiasm she, and she right. likes what she does. I get it, but I had no idea that she was this big of a star. Like, this is her, what, third number one? Well, fourth. Fourth, maybe? Get used to it. And she buddy. has more in 91. I know. Get used crazy. To it. Whoa! Spoilers. Sorry. Um, all right. Let's. All right. So. Let's go, so. Yeah. Let's do our worst song. Worst okay, song. Okay. I'll go first. Go ahead. The same song. No. Um. For. Th- okay. I do honestly feel that way, but for the sake of just some differing opinions and presenting another song that I that I also dislike, but for different reasons, I'm going to go with "I'll Be Your Everything." Tommy yeah, Page. That's mine. That's the truly worst song. So uh, I'm okay this with this song has a little bit more. There's something is separating it from everything else. Yeah, the Tommy Page song, I, 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 it's I, bad. I, it's bad. I hate it. Yeah, it's dumb and this bad. one is like annoying, but like kind of funny. It's funny. It's funny. Everyone's the not Tommy funny. Page one is. I find funny. that one more funny than this one. No. I hate this one. No, no you're All wrong. Right. Well, that's my opinion. Um, okay, so the consensus worst is I'll be your everything, Tommy yep, Page. Yeah, because it is actually worse. Um, do you want to put that one on, Brandon? No. 
<laughs> okay. Um, uh, all right. So now we're doing top three. Are we top ready? Top three. All right. So. Okay. Just really quickly. Mm-hmm. Do we want to set a rule moving forward that we don't include anything from albums in these rankings? No. No. No? I think it's fine. Just stay honest? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair because enough. Because that doesn't mean that... Yeah. It, yeah, it's fine. Just stay on. Okay. Fair that enough. Does, because if a song on the album didn't chart, you may <laughs> still like it more than a song... Okay. Yeah. I don't. I forgot what I was saying because no. Dave's cough. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> um... All right, so what I also forgot what you were saying. Do we want to do three, 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 two, two, three, two, three, three, one, one, one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Three, 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 three. Okay, two, two, who's brand new? Go first. Okay, my third favorite song of the year three, three, three. is Vogue. Wow. Okay. Number three for Danny, nineteen ninety, is Hold On, Wilson Phillips. Number three for Dave, me. Praying for time, George Michael. Wow. Wow. Cool song. It is a cool song. Okay. I kind of forget about it. Like yeah. I, I like always forget I about forgot that. I forgot about until I heard it many more times. <laughs> okay, My number two is Nothing Compares to You. Wow. I, that's one I know you guys, I think, like like more than I do. I, I don't dislike mm. it by any means. It's cool. I think you guys are more into it than Weird. me. It's almost like rankings. We'll show that. <sighs> God. It's a podcast. We could talk. Like, <laughs> God. Oh. Okay. Number two <laughs> for Danny is Escapade. Janet Jackson. Okay. Uh. Yes. Number two. This is Davey. I'm going to have to say Vogue by Madonna. Okay. So that's the first repeat? Repeat. That's the first repeat song. Repeat song. And my number one is Escapade. Okay. That's the second repeat song. My number one is Vogue by Madonna. (laughs) My number one is Nothing Compares to You. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Let's see what happens here. Now we really got to do math. Yeah. Joe, please... Joe, just shut Joe, the fuck Joe. Up. I know Back you, you want to. I know you want to chime in. Just I n- take it easy. And I know you love doing math, but this is not for you. I thought we were going to be consensus Madonna. I really did. Vogue. I really I thought. I went Vogue. What? Where'd you go? Vogue. I, one? Went, I went Vogue number one. I love we that song. We did three, two, one. Vogue. Right, but I thought we would all be number one, similar to uh, eighty-nine. Only song we all agreed on too. Did you so not? Ha- might you didn't have Escapade. No. Wow. Escapade's number four for me. Shocking, yeah, I love Janet, it. I know. Um, uh, honorable mention for me while Brandon's doing the math. How am I supposed to live? That almost made it for me. How am I supposed to live without you? Uh, that was probably my number four, and then my number five is I'm Your Baby Tonight. That yeah, w- that was a close one too. Yeah, uh, that's up there for me, and so is Visions of Love. Hatch. Really that song. Yeah. Okay, so and this song tied TCBB. for second. <laughs> Fuck you. So Vogue is number one. With six points. Wow. Of course, Madonna wins and again. Madonna es- wins again. Escapade and Nothing Compares to You are tied in with five. So it was six and then five for each of those. Again, Madonna, although <sighs> we've shifted into a new decade, she's still here and crushing Just dominating. The competition I love Vogue, man. She might be the best pop star. We, we've, we're kind of just exposing that. We may have yeah, discovered that she's actually our favorite. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. You know? I think put it on to close out the show. Strike the pose. <laughs> Joe, yeah. thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, Joe. You don't have to say anything, but Joe, thanks a lot for being uh, being here. No, I think this, we should. you should say something, Joe. Joe, seriously, I know you're, I don't know what happened to you. You're, you're acting pretty shy right now. You can say something. But we're not going to judge you. He's shaking his head. Don't like, don't say that, Joe. Oh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't say that. That's actually no. 
he wrote down what he was going to say, and I, I will say, you shouldn't say that. That might be very uh, troubling for the listeners. I think it's going to be problematic if you, if you say that, and you know we're trying to gain listeners, not yeah. lose them. All you got to do is change a couple letters, and it might be fine. Uh, all right. All right, so Vogue. Vogue is the number <laughs> and one. we're going to say bye to Joe. Yeah, we're going to say goodbye to Joe. The 90s, what a great year. What a great decade. All right. Really our formative years. We were the terrible. Uh, we're, we're getting into the terrible twos. We're getting into the talking. And we talked some shit about the hits. Yeah, we did. The fans loved that uh So far, I, I actually didn't love this year. No, it's a little oh, bit yeah, more. I wanted to say that, yeah. Hangover year. Yeah. We've said it a couple of times, but the snail. Um, yeah. It's not. There's not too. There's not a lot of defining moments here. No, no. It was very easy for me to do a number, a top three, and it's yeah, yeah. And guess what? A lot of them are the same artists that we've seen from the eighties. Yep. Yeah. But Sinead, assisted by Prince, but yeah, did some great stuff too. Yeah, I threw Wilson. Assist. I threw Wilson Phillips in there. She's great. She's great too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe. Joe. Thanks for thanks for sitting having in on you us. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for talking over each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which I probably did the same. Right now. <laughs> no, it's been a great time. You're always welcome back. We gotta do some uh, fill with you, and uh, mm-hmm. you, any, any plugs you want to do. Uh, this is probably come out in June, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, we definitely have to do that project, the three of us, with switching songs. Yes. And yes. Definitely we do will. that. I'm excited <laughs> Finish for that, that this year. We'll do it ten years later. I think yeah. It, is. <laughs> <laughs> it might literally be ten years later. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, always talked about revisiting Raw Youth. Maybe we'll do that sometime. We should definitely soon. do that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm in a band called Jackson Pines. We play around New Jersey and New York a lot. I live in Philadelphia. And uh, you can check it out at jacksonpines.com. Schedule is always changing, but, you know, check it out online. Joe. Joe. It's Joe. Been great having you here. Joe. Thank you so much. The first time I ever smoked weed, Joe, was with you in Dave's van near the graveyard by your house. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that is true. And uh, we <laughs> left and, and a... my Windstar. And we yeah. left a container of cream cheese and butter <laughs> by accident because we had bagels that morning, and it was rotten in the morning. So yeah. don't smoke weed. <laughs> that's the license program. <laughs> and we haven't smoked weed since. We haven't. Nope, not since. Then. <laughs> All right. That's great. All right. Thank you, thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, Joe. Bye, Joe. All right. Well, All right. that's been Board Bills for 1990. I'm Stormy Daniel. We clearly are bored. <laughs> yeah, we are clearly clearly bored brand. It's the vibe. That's the boring That's vibe. the Vogue. Okay. Bye. You guys didn't say your names. I'm Dave. I'm I'm Dave. I'm Dave. Hi, you're listening to Board Bills. <laughs> Are you asleep yet? <laughs> it's Dave. What time did you tell Matt Brown to come over? Eight o'clock.